Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Foodies Never Say Die. I am your host, as always, the one and only Drunkenberry. With me is the Drunken Thumb and Jimmy Bag of Donuts. And this is a Saturday night special because, fuck it, why not? We're, we're going to take a little break. We're talking about music, uh, mostly. We had a, a very interesting musical week. 311 Day was the other day. We have St. Patty's Day coming up with Dropkick doing their, their concert. Dropkick obviously is a favorite of ours. We miss going to see them, seeing them live. And St. Patty's Day is a big thing for them. So not, you know, people not, again, not being able to see them live, you know, breaks all of our hearts. But they're, you know, they're doing their what they can to, you know, appease the masses. And, you know, at least we get to see a show. Uh, we may not be there, but we can drink and sing along and, you know, cause mayhem in our own places. But let's let's do what we do best. And let's let's crack those beers. One, two, three. Oh yeah. All right, Jimmy Bags. Uh, what are you drinking? I'm going with a, a Drecker involuntary narcissistic rage for all you me myself and Irene fans out there. Fantastic. How is it? I mean, Drecker's always a good product, but how's it for a, uh, a lactose double? Not bad. It's, it's, it's smooth. It's smoother than I anticipated. All right, cool. And, for a double. Uh, for a double, yeah. Drunken Thumb, the man at the bar. What are you drinking? I got a Nosferatu from Great Lakes Brewery. It's an uh, Imperial Red Ale, so it's very malty, but but it has a punch of hops at the end. It's actually really good. Cool. Great Lakes Nosferatu. I mean, fantastic name. And keeping with our, our musical theme, I am drinking, thanks to Jimmy Beggs, a 311. This is called I'll Be Here a While. It's the honey apricot ale. It is um, a little sweet. I mean, but it's good though. Can't complain. Uh, 311 beers. Speaking of 311, 311 was actually the other day. A good friend, Frankie Booze, who was supposed to be on yesterday, but he fell asleep because he was day drinking and can't really blame him for that, but we will blame him for that because um, he's a big 311 fan. But Jimmy Bags, you are a big 311 fan as well. Yeah, that I am. So not, we- not as... Not as uh... Crazy as the Reverend Booze that travels all over for 311 Day. 311 Day, yeah, because he was in, he was in Vegas a year ago, right before the pandemic shut everything down. He goes on the cruises. He's a madman. But what what is it about 311 as, as a fan for you that you know would make Frank go on and travel to such lengths to go see them? It's the whole it's the whole experience, really. I mean, they're all about unity. They're all about being staying positive. Um, loving your life a lot of the songs are you know about getting high but like I can't get wrong with that. even they don't even know half the time what the hell they're singing because the lyrics don't make sense but I mean it is what it is it's just when you're there the whole experience like everyone like everyone's friendly and you know gets along with there's no fighting there's no like you know hey douche kind of a thing there's no crazy moshing it's just you go there you jam out and it's not that they're a jam band, but you just, you sit, you're like, you're there and you're hanging out and you're just one big, perfect party. Like the only thing I could compare it to, but not on it as a grand scale would be like the, the crazy Dave Matthews fans in concerts. Like the people who go all out for Dave go just as hard for 311. You know, like the, the same kind of fan, not, not that they are of the same fan base, but that same kind of uh, concert experience. So like if you people ever been to a Dave Matthews show, it's like an all day event where if the concert's on at nine they start partying at eight o'clock in the morning the parking lot's full by nine o'clock in the morning and it just goes that's awesome 
then what was it? 311 days, the big, the big day though for them, because you know, March 11th, 311. 311, just so the they pick, uh, they pick, uh, usually it's either Vegas, New Orleans. I think one year was on the cruise, another year might have been in Florida, but it's basically like a, a couple of day event where they perform like almost every song in their repertoire. That's awesome. Pretty much. It's like six sets. The mu- like if it was in New Orleans, the mur- the music's playing all the way down Bourbon Street. And it just goes all crazy, all out. Well, that's awesome. If I was a 311 fan, that would be something. It's something and I, I want to experience once. Yeah. No, like, but... yeah so, so, I mean, like I said, I'm not a big 311 fan. I just figured, you know, if it's, if it's that crazy, that much of a good time, I'll learn a couple of songs, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. Go, go and experience some good times. Now, B... Speaking of uh, concerts, you do, is it Rock the Grange or Rock the, what is it? Uh, it used to be called Rock on the Range, but okay. now they changed ownership. So now it's called Sonic Temple, which okay. is kind of a stupid name, but uh, but the concert's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Just three days of rock and heavy metal music from like 10 a.m. till midnight every day. So it's exhausting, but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, because you, you you keep keep telling us you always want us to come out and you know eventually we'll make it out there amongst many other things, but as we all know the venues are still closed unfortunately. Um, but let let's go in the 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 etiquette I would say beforehand. If you're gonna go out and party, you know before the concert, food or beer etiquette. I know me and Jim we were talking about this the other day as a topic that we wanted to talk about. You, you had a very interesting experience. I know the first time you had J.K. Scrumpies before a drop yeah. concert <laughs> and you were pounding back. <laughs> that was a great concert, by the way. <laughs> you would felt like, so what would be, uh, I guess, proper etiquette, I guess is the best term for pre-gaming for, for a concert? Uh, depending on the venue. Like, uh, for example, Dropkick was in... Uh, Manhattan I think that was uh, was that Roseland Ballroom um, the one that uh, was Terminal 5 maybe yeah Terminal no, 5 no there was one that was Terminal 5 and that was the one that we're going to get into in a little bit but there was another one that I think was at Roseland Ballroom and that was the one where they had the girl come out from the band that was playing earlier That's right. and they did Dirty Glass which was fantastic was that Roseland? I couldn't remember because I remember, because I think House House of uh, Brew, where we went drinking, was on Fifty First, and I think Roseland was on Fifty Second, right. and we just okay. walked around the corner. Walk around, yeah, walk around the block, yeah. And I know we, we were debating if they were going to play Dirty Glass when that you know that old girl band came on. I'm like, they're definitely going to do it, and then sure enough, sure enough, they did. It was fan freaking fantastic. But we'll we'll get into more dropkick later, later on in, in, in the in the program here. But let's let's you know let's go back to the etiquette. Um, do's and don'ts for the pregame. Is it like pregame like anything else where, I mean, you don't want to get too freaking hammered where you're, you're missing out or, you you know, you got to eat some. I mean, you, you want to be coherent. I mean, that's that's definitely not, I mean, not saying you don't want to be, uh, you know, have a good buzz going when you go in. But at the same time, you don't want to be, you know, blackout drunk that when you get there. You stumbling into the door, you get either A, thrown out, or B, don't remember the good time that you had. Right. Could have been the best concert ever. All right, so B, so stuff like uh, the Sonic Temple, whatever this fucking thing was called, they changed the name to, like, that's a, that's a multi-day event. I mean, yeah. It's all, it's all day. So it's like, 
do you do you even bother pregame or you pregame just a little bit to get you know get get the the blood flowing and then it's like a you pace yourself or you I mean what what what's your mindset going into this thing as far as eating and drinking because you got a you got a, a long day of rocking out so to speak so I'm like what what's what would what would you what would be the game plan mindset going into this so we usually do uh park the truck in the in the in the parking lot and we you know we pop the trunk and usually have a couple of beers a couple of sandwiches before we even get inside but like a good rule of thumb is if you're gonna drink beers like stick to like the low abv beers don't be going like nine ten percent stouts you're not gonna make it throughout the day especially in the heat so like the metallica pilsner from stone is actually a good one to do because it's it's very smooth it's drinkable it's still kind of a craft beer but it goes down really easy uh, and they're you don't really get too much of a buzz. I mean, not not you don't get too much of a buzz. You don't get too fucked up because the ABV is lower. Yeah, you could have three or four and still walk yourself to the concert. Where if you had bourbon barrel stouts, you're probably not going to make it. Yeah, it's humbling. Yeah, and since, since you brought up the the Metallica beer, so we've not, we've seen an influx in, in rock band metal bands coming out with with beers. Obviously, the Metallica uh, Metallica has theirs. We've had. Um, the troopers were from Motorhead, Megadeth beers, Megadeth beers, Iron Maiden has beers. Yeah, uh, has beard, yeah. yeah the truth. Yeah, I mean, you 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 have a collection on your wall there, buddy. <laughs> I do. Yeah, that's why I was just looking over. There. <laughs> looking, I was like, so Drop- Dropkick, oh, Dropkick has, has a beer. Yeah, yeah, Dropkick Barroom Hero. Yeah, I've not. Um, have had? Have anybody had it? Yeah, it's uh, that was the Irish pub style beer. B, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, look at my hand. That one I didn't know about. Or Magic Hat put it out. You might have had it. I definitely think I brought it. I had it at Christmas one year. So you definitely might have had it at one point. Uh, it sounds familiar. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, let's just a lot it. of those, uh, a lot of the band beers are all good, but they're not really super memorable. Like, yeah, blow you away. Like the marketing is what what you're buying the beer for. I mean, and they're and they're tasty. It's not like it's terrible shitty beer, but it's it's nothing to write home about. Right. You know, like for the um, like, Metallica. I mean, you're not a big Pilsner fan, Jim. So it's like getting you to drink one of those. But I enjoyed it though. That was actually like one of the first Pilsners, and like I could say in a long time that a I enjoyed it and b I crushed it. And like it was yeah. like okay, so like you you were you were you were going to sacrifice for the good of the cause, just on yes. principle alone. You drink it from Metallica, but I mean, then it actually became somewhat enjoyable. Um, which is rare or, which is for rare. Pilsner. For Pilsner. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was shocked about it. Yeah, when, I, when I had it, when I first saw it, you know, me and B were talking about this the other day. It was like, you're walking down the aisle and then it's like, you see you, you see the logo and it's like, is that the Metallica beer? And it's like, the Pilsner. Uh, <laughs> it's like, fuck it. Yeah. You, you got to go buy and try it and, and crash it. See, what I saw the other day, I don't know if I sent it to you guys, but Flogging Molly put out a coffee with... Uh, like a coffee company, Dark Matter. And it was, uh, they had a regular standard like blend. And then one of them was aged in Bushmill barrels. Ooh. And it sold out in minutes. No, I'm, I'm and sure then, like, that's another one of those like St. Patrick's Day group that unfortunately, excuse me, we're missing out on. But usually they, they usually they're in New York in February. They're like a month behind uh, Dropkick. But that's a bucket list band for me. Anyway, I want to go see yeah, them. Yeah, I've not, not seen. Yeah, not seen flogging. Um, yeah, whenever they came around, but for whatever reason, 
Um, just never got a chance to go see them. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think I think everyone's gonna make a, a point now to definitely go out as see as many concerts as they possibly can, given the fact they was taken away from us. Well, yeah. Long. I mean, I got I got robbed out of seeing Judas Priest with Sabaton, Tenacious D. I was gonna take Stephanie to see Elton John, and Chicago, of all bands, you know, because if you play Chicago backwards, it's actually metal. <laughs> The truth is out there. That's, that's I mean, since we're, we're on the we're on the, the, the I was looking up the Barroom Heroes for some reason I, I have not had it or I just forgot to check in, but that doesn't very seem like something I would do. Um, that is weird that you would not have had that. But let's let's talk about Dropkick and and it's all of its glory because I'm um, honestly obviously we we brought it before St. Patrick's Day is coming up, and usually that's like the big day for them in Boston. Um, it's like a whole week. The whole week, they they basically go apeshit, and and rightfully so, and they're they're putting on once again um, online, they're they're putting on a show for all for all of us to view um, at home while we, while we can drink our beers for Dropkick. We ha- we will have some great memories, and one of that we we were, were going to talk about yesterday because um, it involves one of our good friends Frank, the the the, the, the neo Nazi fight on stage at Terminal 5. We were all there. We were kind of curious to see if Frank did remember this happening to him because he was on stage at the time while this thing was going on. We were looking, the, 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 there's a clip of this on YouTube. So if you, you look up Neo-Nazi, drop performance is Neo-Nazi. It was the, uh, the skinhead, uh, skinhead song. Terminal 5, obviously in New York. There's, um, there's, there's various clips. Some are like 11 minutes long, some are three minutes long. But there's a, um, there's a point where you see the, the bass players walk across stage and then just start wailing on some dude. And then Frank grabs the mic, screams out, holy shit, <laughs> or, and, and something else. Uh, but you can, uh, you know, in certain videos, you could actually see Frank grab the mic and say it, so, which is actually pretty funny. Well, uh, I'll put notes uh, in the description for you guys to, to go and see that. But I know, Jim, you, you definitely remember this. B, you actually sent me the clip. Um, I had forgotten about this entirely, but so let's 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 go back to Dropkick. Let's go go back to the beginning of this because we were we, we were on the floor while Frank decided to run up on stage, which is always a fun time. It's kind of a a tradition of his to, to run up on stage, um, and this yeah. made him start. So, B, what what do you remember or the the the, the concert as a whole, and then obviously the, the mayhem that that eventually ensues. Well, I mean, the concert's always great. They always put on an amazing show. It was tons of fun. But the, the last song is always, you know, they invite everyone on stage or everyone who can get on stage. And they kind of just sing the song with everyone just singing along in the background. And from what I remember, some guy just took it upon himself to start doing the Nazi salute. And uh, Ken Kasky saw him and punched him in the face. And when Frank saw that, he grabbed the mic and said, holy shit, did you see him get knocked the fuck out? And like the, and the crowd started screaming and we were going crazy because Frank was on the microphone. But yeah, I mean, they stopped playing. They, they, get, they threw the guy out and then they started the concert back up. But it was pretty insane. Welcome to New York, folks. <laughs> I bet everyone was like, you sure your friend wasn't the one who was doing the salute? And we're like, yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah, he didn't get punched. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we can yeah. confirm. Yeah, because I'm like, 
when yeah, Jim, when you when you mentioned this earlier, you know the whole. I remember Franco went on stage, but I, for some reason I had blocked out that. That's like the finished. best part. Yeah, for some reason I, I forgot about. It. I was like, how did I forget about it? Then when B when you sent me the clip, and I'm like, holy shit, yeah. It's like I remember because I remember Frank was on the sort of like the left side of the, the stage, and that's where we were too. So I was like, I remember clearly seeing what was going on. Just for some reason, I had blocked it out until you guys. Remember, but man, oh man, that was a that was a a shit show, but an awesome shit show for the rest of us, you know, witnessing this. That was kind of fun. Speaking of St. Patrick's Day, and obviously we're talking about beer, we would be remiss not to mention the Almighty Guinness um, in this scenario. What is it about this glorious pint that just gets you know people so happy? <laughs> I mean. Especially on St. Patty's Day. Let's put it this way. Mm, it's just delicious. I mean, at fr- I, admittedly, at first, I was not the craziest fan about it because, like, my palate was not educated enough to appreciate drinking it. So I had to, like, with an IPA, learn to drink it and learn to, like, like it because it's like, you got to like it. Why wouldn't you like it? And now it's like, you know, whenever a craft beer is out, I instinctively go to a Guinness now. But it's just, it just screams. It's like, it's its their beer. It's theirs. It's not O'Hara's. It's not any of the other uh, Smittics, Harp, any of that. It's, that's yeah, but theirs. Yeah, but, but, saying, but like, how did, I mean, yeah, there's, there's other Irish varieties, other Irish ales, stouts, beers that you could drink. Well, how did, you know, in your best guess, like, how did Guinness become, like, become the idea? you can make a, a four leaf clover in the head of their beer. <laughs> <laughs> and still drink it. <laughs> I mean, can't argue that. But even, but even like the like the non big beer drinker, just like there's the iconic, you know, the, the Guinness glass, like they'll even go out and get like. How did that appeal, like, get to the masses? I mean, especially on like, I mean, I understand the, the Irish background of it all, but I'm like, they changed their glasses a couple of times. They used to have a really nice. Um, kind of like a reverse bell glass where it was fatter on top and skinnier on the bottom and now uh now it's like a standard straight like 16 ounce glass uh the harp is etched into it now versus you know just painted on or whatever it was i mean that's as far as in in glass wise you know order your pint regardless on saint patrick's day they're still giving it to you in plastic cups well, I mean, that's just safety reasons. <laughs> and you have to have the perfect pour. That's the other thing. You're not allowed to serve it if you don't have the perfect pour. They'll pull it out. Yeah, and that's, that's the other thing. The, 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 the concept of the perfect pour, which any avid Guinness drinker knows... I mean, they can pour it themselves. It's so it's like you go to that bar. And I'm like, if they're not pouring a proper pint of Guinness, GTFO. you walk out, <laughs> out, out of that bar. Yeah, there's nothing worse than having a new bartender who doesn't know how to pour it, especially on like St. Patrick's Day when it's crazy. Yeah, that's it's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when they just pour it like a regular beer, they right. doesn't get that. Because if it's the, not cascading, they're doing it wrong. Cascading. Yeah, so remember the the one thing. Um, every time I went to Amity, and I'm like, as much as the craft beer, it's like they don't like. You pour that pint of Guinness, they'll pour it, and they'll, it'll, just, it'll just sit there. And I'm like, everyone else is any, you know, 
everyone else is getting their beers, whatever. And I'm, you know, mine's just chilling, just waiting, waiting, waiting. And everyone's like, are you going to get your beer? And I'm like, I'll get it eventually. Yeah. Don't worry. Just let, let, let the beer do its thing. You come back, top it off. Then the thing it's, it's, it's usually a seven minute, you know, like experience waiting for your beer. <laughs> because yeah, because A, mostly pour, then they got to deal with everyone else, which is like the perfect way to do it. You, you, you get the initial pour, they let it settle, deal with some other customer first, come back to it. <laughs> now see, what's weird is depending where you go, some people fill it up halfway and some people fill it up three quarters. And I still am trying to figure out the actual correct met, like, you know, way you should do it. Because, like, it's also like how you do the tap handle, also. Initially, you're supposed to, you know, it comes down, and then when you're doing the rest of the beer to fill it up, you go forward oh, or something yeah. like that. I've, I've always, when I was behind the stick, I've, 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 I never actually got it half, a half pour first. I've always got it somewhat like a three quarter pour. Mm-hmm. And then. So I've, that's how I've seen it some, in some cases. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it, but from. Every time from even when I was um, pouring pints, it was always a three-quarter pour and then a little bit and then the, the pull forward, you know, to get that extra goodness um, to top it all off. But, I mean, I don't know if it makes too big of a difference now. You know, I can't wait to go back to the bar. B, you can go back to the bars. <laughs> Figure this out. Ask for a half pour and three-quarter pour. See which one. See what, which one's right. Yeah. For the sake of science. What has the right pour. flavor? <laughs> You must go. You must go out and find out, and report back for the sake of science. I accept this mission. <laughs> he does so wholeheartedly. So wholeheartedly. Uh, I'm gonna go grab. And you can cook with it. That's I mean, that's the other big thing. Oh yeah. But it also you have to use the right Guinness to cook with. Like some people think you have to cook with the draft, or a drought. Depending, you know, it's D, it's draft. The D R A U G H T. A U G H T. Yeah. You're supposed to use the Guinness uh, extra stout to cook. That's where all the flavor is. The flavors, if you can find it. So that's the hard. That's the thing. Well, see, we sold it regularly. That was like our whole thing. Is like we had that and the draft. So when someone would come in and be like, "Oh, I need a Guinness to cook with," I'd give them that, and they go, "No, I want the other one." I go, "No, you don't. You want this yeah. one." Yeah. And they're like, "Well, what do you mean? That's the one I get at the bar." I go, "Yes, but that's not what you want to cook with, because you're going to lose all the taste and not taste anything." Right. And then some of them were like, well, that's what I want. And I'm like, okay, here you go. And then other people were like, no, I want to taste something. And I'm like, well, that's, you know. There you go. I mean, you, know, you put Guinness and chili. Like, what was it? Uh, the bar by me, Public, does Guinness uh, extra stout chili. And they put the, sometimes they put it in the, on their uh, burgers. And it's pretty good. We did uh, steaks with a little bit of Guinness in the, in the marinade. Nice. Ooh. How was that? It was good. I mean, it's not all Guinness. It's all, you know, your marinade, whatever else you put in. Yeah. Then part of it's the Guinness. And it's cool. It's good. Yeah. I've, yeah I've, I've always done usually the you do, uh, uh, JD. The Guinness Shepherd's Pie. Yeah. Mm, that's what I'm talking Yeah. Good too. I moved on, as you, you can clearly hear by the, the crack of the can, to the 311, I think, Amber? Did I grab the Amber? Yeah, the Amber. With the Amber Ale. We always look forward to a certain, certain. There's a certain period, point of the night, where B has had one too many pints. I'll yeah. say one too many, just enough. Where he decides he's in his happy place. <laughs> his happy place, and he calls anyone who will pick up. You mean us? That means me and you, because <laughs> um, everyone else just ignores him. 
They're smarter. They're smarter. <laughs> I, I know where this is going, and I have the perfect beer for it. I'm drinking a little S and M. Well played. Well played. You know, Simcoe and Mosaic. <laughs> but it usually entails a Metallica question. You know, the questions will vary depending on his mood, what he's drinking, and whatever topic. More uh, importantly, the answers change. <laughs> yes, yes, it's an ever-changing. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you say, because you're probably wrong, and he will scream at you. <laughs> yeah, you have so to answer it the way I would answer it. Yeah. And, I, and my answers always change, so it's almost impossible. This also, yeah. Even if you even if you guess it correctly, he'll tell you you're wrong, and you have to say it this way, or he'll agree with you at first, and then he'll ask you again, and then if you change your answer, oh yeah, yeah, which is always fun. Or I might change mine. Or I might change your mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always a good time. But Metallica is, always, I mean, it's the fan favorite of ours, clearly. So let, let's let's bring up a little Metallica, not debate, well, well, a, a Metallica conversation. Um, given the fact that it is one of our favorite bands. Let's start off with let's go with um, album. Let's 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 do broad strokes and then we'll we'll go more fine. I feel like we did this on the the first uh, of the Untappers or Beerster weekends. We might have. We're now we're now now we're we're in a music mode, so we're we're going in. Jim, hit me with the. Let's go with you first. What's your what's your favorite? If I really sat down and I thought about it. My favorite album would probably be Ride the Lightning. Even though I'm pretty sure I said at one point it was Kill 'em All. But Ride the Lightning has been hitting better lately. As far as, you know, just songs in general. So, yeah, my number one usually, it's, ro- it's a rotation probably between <laughs> the first four albums. Yeah. If you're, asking, <laughs> you're asking me today, I'm going to agree with Jimmy. I think, yeah, Ride the Lightning because I, I never really skip a song when i play ride the lightning when master of puppets i i tend to skip the thing that's like two or three songs yeah a master yeah but like ride the lightning i don't really let it go like leopard messiah i don't always listen to right orion i don't always listen to and i'm like all right well and then after about five minutes of master of puppets if i start you know i'm like all right let's go let's get going and then it goes into the the secondary set of solos i'm like let's go (laughs) That's all good. <laughs> I've had enough today. That's also the problem, too, because you, you overplay it for yourself. Like, you love exactly. it so much, you play it 10 times in one month, and you're like, oh, I don't want to hear this anymore. Yeah. It's not my favorite anymore. And then a year later, you're like, oh, shit, I forgot how great this was. And then you go back. Yeah. It's, it's the thing, because I love Injustice for All. Uh, yeah. I've played it enough where it's like I'm, I'm tired of listening to it, with, you know, with, a few, with a few exceptions. But it's like, okay, now I need to listen to something else and it's like oh let's go you know you know you bounce around these you know earlier stuff kill them all you know hit the lights or whatever the the tattered black album so after the black album i mean it's like the worst set of albums ever put out (laughs) yeah like is there a good album that i mean that you could say that you would that would you definitely listen to completely Um, not completely no yeah, I was gonna say not completely, because like, load and reload. If you actually took the good songs off both albums and put them into one album, then I would say yes. Right. But Probably. can't do that. <laughs> and then Garage Inc. So we have a giant covers album, which is great. Not saying it ain't, but it like half the covers are Misfits and Motorhead, 
and you're like sometimes you're like well this version's better and other times you're like i'd rather just listen to the original right like their version of tuesday's gone i'm like while enjoyable i'd much rather listen to the original but their version of turn the page i would listen over bob seger's yeah they still have there's nothing wrong with bob seger's it's just you know same thing with whiskey in the jar yeah Oh, you know, Thin Lizzy's isn't bad, but Metallica's is better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I disagree though. On Tuesday's Gone, I'd rather hear the, the Metallica version of it. I just like the way uh, the Blues Traveler, the, the harmonica in there. I just, I just think they did a really good job with it. And I just appreciate um, Skinner so much that it's yeah, like it, hard. It depends on my mood. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just flip back. Sometimes I play it back to back. Like, it's like, you know, it's like fuck it. You get into a mood. But yeah, Whiskey in the Jar, I think, always will be. Metallica's version. I don't know. That's something, something about that song. Now, do we even bring up San Anger? <laughs> but that was the whole thing, because it's like so. There's like, because that's like the one. Like, I won't. I won't count Lulu towards this, but I will say like that's like to me their experimental album. Like it was just like so you could see like Bob Rock was like, okay, guys, guys, you got to do everything drop C. You got to get it as you know as heavy as possible. And we're not going to do solos anymore. We're just going to do it like how all the new bands do it. And they were kind of like, I see what you're doing there, Bob, and I like it. But we're out of bassist right now. <laughs> That's, that was the thing. I remember when that album came out, we were, you know, so, you know, hyped for a new Metallica album. It was supposed to be this whole new thing. Like maybe, and it was duty. And it was just straight, straight out the ass. I mean, if you're ranking the albums, you're, that's always going to be last, right? St. Anger is always going to be the last, the last it's one. Close. It, 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 you know, I, I switched yeah. that between like, it's that one, Load and Reload, Garage Inc. And uh, what was it? The one after St. Anger, the one, the first one they did with the, the, the day that never comes on it. Death Magnetic. Yeah. Th- those, those <laughs> kind of like. Death Magnetic wasn't that. I mean, Death, I mean. That had, I like Death Magnetic. I, yeah, I like Death. There's a lot of songs. I, I like it, but it, it, to me, it's in the bottom. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not gonna pass yeah, the top yeah, five, like, right? What was it? I was like, hard, hardwired to self-destruct, yeah. though. Like, I, I appreciate what it was trying to do, but it's still like around this, like that and Death Magnetic kind of like sit in the same bar to me. Yeah, I would agree. I think Death Magnetic is a, is a better album than Hardwire. Yeah, I would say so. Given the fact that I, I know like three songs off of Hardwire <laughs> at best. Yeah, you know the title song. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know. And then what was it? Moth into the flame. And then I forget what the other one is. That was like the big hit off it. Yeah. Uh, Atlas Rise. But you got to listen to Spit Out the Bone. That's a fucking great. No, that's yeah, a, see, that was the one I'm thinking of. Spit Out the Bone, yeah. Because that was the one I was about, thinking of, not Atlas Rise. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we were talking about a beer dinner, and we're trying to you know prepare Metallica songs to the food, and I was like, is, Oh yeah, B, you got to hear this because yeah. I thought I think I nailed it on the head, and he can agree with me. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I was I was I was contemplating if spit out spit out the bone was too on the nose for a, well that's the thing you know like like I said like with blackened it like it, it, it it's too obvious of a choice right you could do it as like the one obvious one but then the other one's got to be so far but not so yeah. far it also depends like what you're cooking right because if you make like a Nice tomahawk steak, spit out the bones perfect. Or, or well, ribs, no, no B, B. These are all going to be sandwiches. Oh, okay. So, so I had a design because Pan- when we did Pantera, it was hamburgers. So I said Megadeth would be chicken sandwiches, Slayer would be pork, 
and then Metallica would be Venison. Now, you see what I'm saying? Then it was, you had to pick the song to go with the sandwich. Now, I figured for the chicken sandwiches, as the chicken sandwiches go on, they get spicier. So you had to kind of think, like, in a way, like, I think, let me pull it up, because I think I, I, I had it in such a way that, that it could good. work. And then, like, Slayers were just obvious choices for songs. Like, I, I wasn't entirely happy about it, but, like, it worked. Right. All right. Oh, I also had fish sandwiches in there for one of them. Uh, let's see. Oh, that was Anthrax. Anthrax was going to be fish sandwiches. Okay. <laughs> this is what we talk about. We're, 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 not on, we're not on. All right. So here we go. For Anthrax, the four fish sandwiches and the four songs, which are going to be I'm the Man, Caught in a Mosh, Antisocial, and Got the Time, but time was going to be switched to the spice time. That's perfect. I like that. <laughs> All right. But how do you make the other ones work? All right, here we go. Is Megadeth has the two beers and the wine. And then I think Slayer actually does have a beer, but I don't remember what it was. They do, but it's like impossible to find. They don't make it anymore. Yeah. All right. So Slayer, depending on, you know, what it would be, if it was uh, the pork or the chicken or whatever. So you'd have Dead Skin Mask, Raining Blood, because it would be a rarer, you know, sandwich. Right. Yeah. Uh, South of Heaven and War Ensemble. And I said, I'm willing to sub one of them for Angel of Death. Uh, Megadeth was Sweating Bullets, The Conjuring, Holy Wars, dot, 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 The Punishment Due, and then Euthanasia. And then, you know, it progressively gets hotter. And then Metallica, I thought, Jump in the Fire, Creeping Death, All Within My Hands, and The Memory Remains. So I yeah so the memory remains I was in my my initial thought would be a fantastic Bambi pairing, just because you know the memory remains. <laughs> the memory remains. But that's what that's yeah. But but before he you know he told me the whole thing I was like you know hitting the you know head on you know head on the nail, on the nail on the head, I should say. Well, I mean we spit out the bone. I was gonna I was thinking about doing like basically like a, a McRib sandwich. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, how would you know? I would do that with. I don't know if I can actually get venison ribs. Maybe I could. I don't know. <laughs> well, I figured for like, what was it? Hold on. Uh, jump in the fire would kind of be like blackened, but without being blackened. Mm. Creeping death would be something that has spice that creeps up on you. Right. That's obvious. All within my hands. So, like, all within my hands, you could do is like the McRib. Like for spit out the bone, the memory remains like you said. You just you know it's Bambi, <laughs> venison carpaccio. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. <laughs> here's Bambi's mom yet again. But that also could work for raining blood. I mean, you know, it's, yeah, it's, that's the thing. Yeah, it, it's it is a. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a you know side note on what we were talking about the other day as far as <laughs> food pairings and and beer and honestly, fantastic bands. And then if you really want to get crazy, we can do Rob Zombie and White Zombie. And then just get really weird with it. I mean, yeah, I mean, really rat fanky. That would that would be a very. <laughs> it would be trippy. Trippy, trippy, it? That that is a very finite client. I would say finite. That's very particular clientele <laughs> for that one. Listen, if they if they can get a Pantera burger dinner, you can get a Rob Zombie, whatever. Yeah. 
go back around again to back to back to Metallica. As clearly as be you stated, depending on your the day and your mood, which album <laughs> is is uh currently your your favorite. Um let's now go I mean go to song. Let, let's what what is what is what's your favorite obscure song? Obscure song. Obscure song, yeah. That's a, that's every, a, that's everyone, a, everyone knows everyone knows obviously the hits. Yeah. Um, so for even 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 the the metal the fan the people that know music know Metallica but not maybe the biggest fans they understand you know the songs like Master Puppets and, and Sanitarium and then Sandman and One and things you know the songs that everyone seems to know. See, I'm about. trying to I'm, I'm trying to think now because like now now it's like the stuff that might be obscure now might not have been obscure when they did like the live shit binge and purge tour. So like you you have to kind of like kind of place it by decade and then popularity by decade and like find a way to surf it if you would i love i love making like uh playlists on itunes and like just different songs and making playlists. Well, yeah. so i made up a, a playlist called underrated gems which is all yeah from, from bands you wouldn't normally they're great songs but their other songs would um overshadow them so like for Pantera, I had Uplift from Reinventing the Steel, which is like a heavy fucking song, but most people would not think of it when you're thinking of Pantera. And so for my Metallica song, the one I put on there was The Struggle Within, which is a great nice. fucking song. But it's great. Even, even on that album, you would probably rank it. If you're ranking the songs on that album, you might rank it towards the end, but it's a fucking mm. great song. Yeah. See, I like um, Broke Beaten and Scarred. That's a great song. Yeah. I mean, from an album that most people, don't, you know, it's one of the, the newer, newer songs on the, on the, one of their newer albums. But I mean, there's, there, there, are, there are not that many songs that are that are just good. <laughs> to, to put to put it easy, and I was right. even thinking of uh, it depends how if you consider this underrated. But fight fire with fire, great yeah. song. If you're ranking the songs in that album, that's probably the last, the last one or second to last. Yeah, true. Well, um, I mean, you got Escape. Great. Escape's not really a big popular hit either. Yeah, the Escape would probably be last, and then Fight Fire or Fire right before that. But then you also got Call of Tulu. Now, like, Call See, of Tulu's a great that, song. I'd put that higher than Fight Fire or Fire. But I feel like yeah. it's better with the orchestra than it is on the album. Like, That's true. Certain like, songs shine on, like, S&M. Yeah. Like, when they redid All Within My Hands, like, they took that, you know, song from St. Anger and said, we're going to do it better. And they did. Like now when it's on the radio, I'm like, this sounds so much better than how it did, you know, yeah, almost 20 years ago. It's horrible, but the, the yeah. new version is great. Yeah. It's like a totally it's not even the same song. It's no, it's totally not different. Close, yeah. Which is great. They realized mm, yeah, we might have not done this great. Big fan of the new yeah. one. But yeah, with fire, like, when I first heard Fight Fire with Fire, I was like, what in God's name am I getting myself into with this one? And I'm like, I mean. Once it, I mean, that song goes right from the, the start. Well, I also like, I mean, there's songs like Motor Breath and like uh, Phantom Lord, Metal Militia, where like for the time, or we're like, like if you look on like the that the, the live on the live shit Binge and Purge, they're on there like Whiplash, and they're like, oh yeah, it's, you know, it's a great song. But now, if you, if you would hear that song, you'd be like, I don't know that song. And they'd be like, it's an original. And everyone's like, I don't know it. <laughs> yeah. You actually bought the album, which yeah. most people don't. Yeah, and people don't buy it. So, what are your hits? 
Like, here, yeah, just, just play your hits. Now, I, I mean, this was a, a broader question I was going to bring up yesterday. Um, so, yeah, I have some more opinions on it. I'm like, as far as, like, metal and rock, obviously, you know, it, it's gone through its ups, ups and downs. And currently, I mean, I, in my opinion, I think music is just down in general. I don't know, B, you might listen more to what's out there, Jim. You might listen to more of what's out there. But what what is like the rock or metal scene nowadays is like is it i mean i'm, I'm sure it's still alive but i don't even know what's well, actually like. what i thought was pretty cool is I'm, I'm on my way home from work yesterday and i'm listening to eddie trunk and his you know q1043 metal show is like 11 o'clock at night on a friday he gets one hour one day a week or whatever the hell it is but he put on the pretty reckless which is usually played on 94.3 the shark or 92.3 and they're actually pre- pretty good their lead singer is the little girl from Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Really? And yeah, and she just knocks it out of the park. Like everything, like it's it's really good. It's not too overly. I don't want to say uh, studio involvement kind of a thing. Oh, like yeah. you can, can tell it's like it's a natural talent versus like you know somebody the, the, who the audio engineered yeah. some shit. But like. I mean, you have you have them who's coming up, baby metal, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Who who you know? I think we're all fans of on this cast because they're just fantastic baby, for baby a group of teenage Japanese, Japanese girls. Teenage <laughs> Japanese metal band. I mean, right there and then. Well, just the three. It's just that. Well, now two girls. Now two. Because the girl left. But and then the the musicians are all older uh, musicians. So then, that's one good thing about going to like Sonic Temple Rock on the Range is you get to see some of these bands. So I've seen Baby Metal, I've seen a pretty great list. They're they're pretty fucking awesome. So like you, you get, but and their their headliners are always like freaking Metallica or Foo Fighters, something big. But like because it's an all day thing, they got to fill it with with these newer bands that I probably might not hear or listen to. And like like Baby Metal, I probably never would have found that on my own. But it was but you know it was a cool cool concert to see. See, for me, what's what's been weird recently is like uh, I've been listening between like 94.3 and 92.3. They've been playing a lot of My Chemical Romance, who I never was big into in high school when they were at like their peak and the peak of the emo scene. I'm listening to it like on my way to work, or on my way home from work. And I'm like, you know what? Actually, like if I didn't know like these guys were emo, like and they were just I just thought of them as a band. They're pretty good. But because I knew that they were emo, I like. Yeah, flirted it out and like, yeah, didn't yeah. want to even think about it. so it was like judgment based off of you know what i knew but not what i heard yeah yeah i was i wasn't a big fan of my chemical um i mean i, I know the black parade welcome to the black parade i thought it was fantastic yeah that whole album um, but whatever so all right so be so i mean you you got to experience a lot more live performances from these metal bands um I know it's been a while given the fact that obviously we're dealing with the pandemic from from what can what you can remember from that's the last time you were there. What bands that's that were that sounded good that like piqued your interest? So like if you're going with newer newer kind of bands, uh, one one great one is Beartooth. They're like really heavy, but also have like a melodic part to them too. And like the mosh pits for those get pretty intense. So they're a pretty good band. If you haven't heard them, definitely check them out. Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, Bring Me the Horizon is another one that's pretty good. That's yeah, they're pretty new. good. Ghost is, they're just fucking interesting. Yeah, yeah. I've been into Ghost lately myself. Their concert is awesome because they sound. I feel like it's a church, like, because they're all, like, the, what was it? The one guy's the Pope. 
one guy's the Pope. But they start out with, like their music is like it's like poppy a little bit. But like yeah, listen, Dance Macabre is pretty poppy for a, a hard rock song, metal song. If you listen to the words, it's about like a guy murdering his girlfriend and like then burying her. Fun yeah. like, But the music is like poppy. Like I could play it at a barbecue when, when my mother in law won't. No one would know. <laughs> so it's good. Uh, I, 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 I gotta look this up. And, but no, like, that's, like, like they start their concert like doing like the poppy stuff, but then the last song is just I think it's called like We Love Satan or something, and it's just like dark heavy and like the, the church lights come up and it's like yeah we suckered you in with the poppy music now you're gonna worship satan motherfucker like it was it's a cool freaking concert that's that's genius right there yeah that's that's, that's kind of genius yeah I'll, I'll have to give credit to them definitely have to definitely give it a look to you or here see i should say yeah see like what's weird for me lately is i've been into more like the the revival of like the 80s synth bands like these guys doing like like the guys who did the soundtrack for the movie Drive, that's becoming like a growing thing. And it's kind of been on the down low, but like I've been finding like groups here and there that just keep throwing out like that 80s style synthesizer. I don't want to say like it's rock because it's essentially it's synth rock, but it's, it, right. it, it's, it's, it's a, a, it's a good groove. Like, yeah. like for anyone who's like in a metal and like you're not really, you don't really want to listen to like a hardcore, like Cannibal Corpsey slayer at midnight you put these this on and it, it does the job like you know you yeah. you get all the nice beats the bass the drums and everything and you're just like all right i'm good you've been into pirate metal yes i have ailstorm okay. ailstorm's phenomenal of all things i mean i, I mean we they just put out a new album we, last year we're, we're not one to show away from pirates obviously our our jolly rogers is our flags waving but i mean and glory hammer which is scottish uh, it's the same guys but it's like Scottish. Um, it's it, it's another version of like pirate. It's not the pirate metal anymore. It's become like a like an epic because it's based on like a story. Like their whole all their albums are based on the story of this uh, character Angus McFife. and like it just goes like Coheed and Cambria has like their whole shtick with like their comic book and their music. This is just an ad like like two or two or three albums of the tale of Angus McFife. That just sounds awesome. And like they have a song called like the Unicorn Invasion of Dundee, Chaos Wizards. Like it's really great. And when you see them live, because it's the that when they when they tour when I saw them, it was them and Ailstorm. So I got to see both back to back, and it was just fantastic. You're saying Hailstorm or Ale Storm? Ale, ale, as okay. in beer. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay, but the, I mean, Hailstorm is also good. Lizzie Hale is phenomenal. Vocals. I love I love Hailstorm, but when you said Hailstorm's pirate metal, I was like, wait a minute, how are they pirate metal? But that now makes sense. Yeah, no, they be like, it's a Scottish group, and it's Ale Storm, and like they have songs like, basically, it's a, uh, being a pirate, getting drunk on beer, rum, cider. They have a song yeah. called "I'm a Cider Drinker." Yeah, some some of the songs you sent me are, are just fantastic. Yeah, I- I'm writing these guys down because I got that's something I want to hear later. <laughs> it, it, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it, it's basically yeah, once once you're good and drunk, you put those fuckers on, and then it's just like you want to be a pirate and just sail the seven seas and close. See, it's a group you wish would tour with Dropkick Murphys. Yeah. To just get everything out at once. <laughs> nice. Like a four-hour show of just a great time. Just, I just mayhem. A little while back ago, I sent you. I was perusing YouTube just for for shits and giggles, you know. I just I, I had to sift through some other stuff. So I was on my phone and I found, and I sent you this. 
this um and you, you see them a lot once you once you once you find one obviously then youtube just like oh yeah you looked at this up it floods you it just floods yeah. you other shit but i did send you this opera singer slash singing coach or, or whatever she was yeah, the pantera the pantera uh cemetery gates and clearly she was not had no a metal person what you know a metal person at all because she thought the band was some country <laughs> southern band or or whatever and then she found I mean, you know with albums like the great southern trend kill and you know cowboys from hell it cowboys must be country she's like oh it must be country cowboys from hell all right and, and then obviously she plays cemetery gauge which is arguably one of one of the greatest songs in their have. repertoire yeah so what what is this stigma that metal has that that people just don't understand and it's like that they're satan worshipers <laughs> But it's like, Even though, like the whole big thing, and this is the thing that drives me nuts, and I hate people that do this. The people that put up the devil horns don't know, I'm going to say a good majority of them, don't know that it was Dio who started it and that it was actually a sign toward the devil away not to worship. Yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the uh, Sicilian curse is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and like everyone's like, oh my God, yeah, bro. And I'm like, no. No, you are a terrible human being. <laughs> Stay away. Stay away. But that's what it was, though. Like he's 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 doing it, like you know, like wishing good upon people, and everyone's like, "Yeah, man." And I'm like, "No, get out of here." <laughs> like, Let's get that meme of Batman slapping people. We should cre- we should create that. Speaking of which, have you fellas watched Bat Metal on YouTube? No. no, but I'm writing that down now too. <laughs> I mean, you need to explain it yet, and I'm already in. <laughs> all right, all right. So basically, there's a, a YouTube channel called uh, Ari Bess, and they animate uh, basically a cartoon, and there's three of them it's Bat Metal, Bat Metal Returns, and Bat Metal Forever. And each song is linked up to a Death Clock song. Okay. So the first one is uh, Face Fisted. The second one is Mermaider. The third one starts off with uh, a Brendan Smalls Galacticon song and then goes into a Death Clock song. Uh, I don't remember the song offhand. What's the Which channel one? again? Uh, it's called Ari Bess. I think it's A H R Y B E S, something like that. Saving that one. And they also have like Jack Black, Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I see that. I'm definitely watching that one. <laughs> it's great. Like it's, it's a great channel. To go back to my initial question, uh, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's all about. We're we're here to inform um, and educate and educate on various things that go that goes on in the web. But like metal's always there, or metal rock. It seems like the louder, the stronger the metal is the more people shy like it's like that's not music that's you know there's there's been a stigma like that's not really music but there's 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 people playing instruments like i think the growling throws a lot of people off too like the people who like specifically just growl throughout the entirety of the song versus actually like somewhat singing it throws a lot of people off like cannibal corpse like when you listen to cannibal corpse it's all you know just like rough course uh, yeah like growling yeah, versus... see, I, yeah i can't get into like that like animal court because it costs too much of the just to me it's just noise you can't understand the lyrics and stuff 
so but like a, a band like Slipknot kind of just balances both where yeah he can growl and then he has that melodic voice i like i like yeah, the he put out a solo album that's pretty, pretty good too you know? yeah but you can see with it this person when she was playing it the initial hit of oh that's not country <laughs> that's metal like it like you can see it in her face she was not initially happy <laughs> no mike this is this is this is too harsh for her ears kind of and then, but then he did the like that operatic but when he started singing her whole demeanor changed i'm like this she's like i get it a snippet of what we all know and love kind of a thing and then by the end she was just sold sold losing her mind so if, if you do not know about cemetery gates let's listen to that song it is on the guitar solo is on the list of best guitar solos ever which then another, brings, another guitar player gone too soon which brings me to my next question or 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 for you dimebag daryl easily arguably one of the greatest guitar players ever what what made him special especially in the eye because in the eyes of just metal fans like what, what was about him his his playing that was like he's someone special i mean we, we there's a vast array of guitar players but like yeah i mean you have like guitar players like eddie van halen well he was or, influenced by van halen dimebag he saw him live and that's what made him say i want to do that and I think I read that one of the first like guitar contests he entered as a as a teenager, he played Eruption and won because he nailed it because he was so in love with Van Halen. Granted, Pantera's first couple of years, they looked more like glam rock versus uh, what they eventually became. Yeah. But he was always, you know, front and center of whatever it was and put everything into it and just accepted that you know that role of like we're, we're the metal southern rock you know band and we're, we're we're it and i'm just gonna go with it and, and good friends with everybody like zach wilde swore by like by him and everyone worships zach wilde in my opinion yeah dimebag he just has a, has a unique style too like you hear one of his solos and you know it's him like it's yeah with other bands you could like almost interchange the guitar player, but you take Dimebag out of Pantera, it's not them anymore. Right. Like well, isn't it uh, Down the Band is called, is what they're called now? Well, now, now it's Phil Anselmo and the Illegals, and it's just him singing Pantera, Pantera songs by himself, because that's you know, terrible. The other two guys are dead. And Well, where's the bass player? Is he with him in the Illegals? Yeah, he's in the Illegals. Oh, that's terrible. You know, and because I was thinking about this the other day, I was like, of all, like, I've, I've heard it, like, before I got really into, into metal, I always heard the whispers of, of Dimebag Girl, Dimebag Girl. I was like, you gotta hear it, go listen to like, Pantera, Pantera, Pantera. I was like, yeah, you know, it's like, I, I knew a couple of their songs, obviously, because of ECW. Um, that, oh, you know, that helped. And then I finally got it, it was like, you know what, let me give these, this band a shot. And then I was like, I listened to it, and it was like, you know what, this is something I easily, it was like, it was like another gateway. I was like, I need to listen to everything. Um, yeah. what, what, what you got? That was me the first time I ever heard Walk. Yeah. Like, I was like, wow. Like, it was on one of the, um, I think it was Fuse at the time. They did a Pantera block. Yeah. Like, that, that like, hook, that initial hook, it was like, you, you hear it, it's like, you just, you lose your mind. It's like, what, it's like what, I'm in. They just, like, you, you play one chord, it's like, I know it, and I'm going to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're running go. 
which was, was what is I mean, so just one of those things. I'm like, but which then brings me back again for, for this lady. I'm like, you you have artists such as him, but the world may not know who this person is just because he's a metal guitar player. Like it's so it's like it's like why am I, am I just beating around the bush? I'm not beating around the bush. I'm like it's like the not the stigma, but it's like there's something about metal that people just don't. I think it's all devil worship. Yeah. That's a lot of it. You know, like it's like, oh my god, he listens to this. He must, you know, really love Satan. And it's like, no, like some like you got bands like Striper, who are like a Christian metal band from the 80s. And it's like, come on, POD is essentially Christian metal. It's just it's metal never it'll never be, it's just not clean. Like, yeah, that's probably the best band, way to got play. like long hair, they got gross beards, they're not. You know, good-looking people usually like pop music is all about the look, right? Like, fears and they're all, you know. But let's go into grunge at that point. Then look at the big grunge movement of the late '80s and the early '90s. I would not say, you know, well, look at these attractive fellas right here. You know, they're just coming out, you know, playing their angsty music. You know, (laughs) but exactly. But they would also that also never got super mainstream for the most part. I mean, you got because it died. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, for Dave, I mean, well, it it kind of hurt that Kurt Cobain. Um, but I mean, like, even still, like, Chris Cornell died how many years ago now? Three or four. He died the day before I was supposed to see him, that jerk. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> he did it just to spite you. I've, seen, I've seen him twice. <laughs> just to spite you, yeah. Amazing, amazing vocals, that man. But no, uh, I saw him twice. I saw him once with Audio Slave, and then I saw him once with Soundgarden. It was weird hearing him do rage me like rage against the machine songs but like it was still like okay like you know they picked the right songs for him to do which i think was like sleep now in the fire and i think that was honestly it and then they did like one uh soundgarden song which was spoon man but when i saw him with soundgarden he was you know anything and everything you wanted to hear was heard and that was he opened for nine inch nails which is another band that gets a bad rap. Well, not really band. It's Trent Reznor, but I'm back with another beer. Oh, where are you at now? I have the what the easy IPA. Another three eleven beer. Ooh, thanks to your Australia. Beautiful disaster is where it's at. I highly recommend that when you get to that one. That's probably next. It should be. That's the last one. We we were fortunate enough to see Lemmy. Yes, we were. The three of us. Three of us, yes. Um, and I think, I think Steve B, our good friend Walker, Walker, because that's that's we we that's, we we got we were drinking, we were drinking beer. I think we were drinking Jack Daniels. I think before we were drinking Jack Daniels when we were at the at the, the garden. Yeah, for like a good hour. Yes, we did. It was, it was fantastic. I couldn't remember. I think I yelled that for like the next month at, when I went to Six Flags with a couple of the guys and I scared the crap yelling. out of people. Yeah, we've not stopped yelling. Yeah, basically every time we get together. It's kind of now one of our traditions to scream that, especially when we're all together. But that, that was a small venue. So that, yeah, that, that that lineup, if I can remember, was, was Volbeat first. No, it was not Volbeat first. first. It was Lacuna Coil was first. Lacuna then it was, was Volbeat. First? I thought, oh yeah, okay. So I thought Lacuna Coil was second. No, uh, first. Because we were robbed. Yeah, we went from like, Lacuna Coil's great to Volbeat, which is why am I listening to this? Yeah, this is terrible. So fucking terrible. 
And then like I have like my idiot friends will play Volby because they know I can't stand it because of the concert. And they'll be like, you know, it's not that bad. And I'm like, you didn't see it live. See it live. I'm like, they tried to play Rain and Blood to save their act. It just it just did not work. And then we are, you know, we were then finally blessed. It, and then Motorhead blew out the speakers so that when Megadeth finally came on, you couldn't understand a word Dave was saying. Yeah. Which was fine because you just, you know, what? Just think to see a god. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm totally cool with it because, you know, Motorhead was great and they're like, we're a Motorhead and we're going to play rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you do that. Good win in a fight. Let me your god. And then Megadeth oh, comes out and they're playing angry again, and you can't understand a word he's saying. And everyone's like, "Speak louder!" <laughs> I can't hear you. Meanwhile, he probably had like throat cancer or something, and we're all being, you know, assholes. Like, speak up! <laughs> what are you doing? We can't hear you. That was a crazy show too, because some guy jumped on the stage and tried to tackle Lemmy, and like right before he got to him. Like security, security got, got yeah. So we, we tackled him and brought him down, and Lemmy barely even turned to look to acknowledge the man and just yeah. kept freaking rocking. It was like I'm fucking Lemmy. I didn't not... phase him at all. The guy, the guy was close. Like he almost tackled Lemmy down, but Lemmy <laughs> didn't budge him. or move. Yeah, <laughs> no, Lemmy's because that's Lemmy for you. Lemmy Killmeister. Yeah, I'm like that. That was like I wasn't like the hugest of Motorhead fans. Um, I knew a couple of their songs, which is one of those things, like, I knew who Lemmy was, and it's like, there's no way in hell I'm not passing up a chance. Gigantor. There's, there's no way in hell. So, obviously, especially going with you guys, all right, we're going to get drunk and just listen to fucking metal and just rock our heads off. Why Why I brought that up, I mean, outside of seeing a great show and a very small, because it was like the, not, wasn't the garden, it was like the side like theater. The yeah, yeah. The theater. It was, it yeah. was the theater at the garden. Yeah. Brings back to one of our, one of our favorite debates. <laughs> oh no, Lacuna Coil, <laughs> and obviously Evanescence. Listen, Me, I'm going to vote Christina Scabia every time. And that's only because Amy Lee dated the guy from Seether, and they made that broken song for Punisher. And Christina Scabia decided to do a better version of of uh, a Toot Lamond with Dave. So I feel like that is the clear winner over the two songs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I was going to say, like, me and Beats, or, you know, we, we have our, both of our, I'm on Amy's side, obviously. Beats on the other. And then you, you are always finite, you're, you're, you're on the fence on your choice. and Well, because, like, Evanescence, like, their first album, you cannot take that away from them. That first album is a very, like, it defined a generation. It was in Daredevil, the movie. Like, that was basically the soundtrack. <laughs> like, in every movie that year. <laughs> but no, but no, no, but like, legitimately, like, that's what I remember the most from. Because, right, like, yeah. I'm the jerk that likes Daredevil. Of all, of all people, you know, I like the blind Christian lawyer. <laughs> Catholic, Catholic lawyer. I, I, I do believe Lacuna Claw is a better band. However, I, I just... There's, I think, Lacuna Coil plays more of the music that I like. Yeah, Evanescence. She has a more professional, like you could put her in an opera, and she'll shine kind of voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I like her voice more. Like she could sing "Flight of the Valkyries." Yeah, I know. We always go back and forth between the same. You know, we've always looked up. You know, there's there's professionals out there that you know that 
better. Quote unquote. The 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 metal the metal chicks. Who's 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 a better singer? And everyone uh, rates Amy less. She's up there. I mean, um, what's her name? Maria Brink from Evanescence. Not Evanescence. Maria Brink from In This Moment is very good. I like her a lot as well. Um, Taylor Momsen in The Pretty Reckless. She's been on the up and like if you when you get a chance to actually listen to her, she, it's pretty good. One of her big songs is Death by Rock and Roll. What was the other one? Because there, there's like two really good ones that they always play on the radio. I'm going to find the other one right now. But I'm also onto a new beer. It's called Link in Bio. Ooh, nice. Apparently you drank this. I had that the other day. That's probably from my stash that I gave you. I'm on a new beer as well, doing the final countdown, keeping it in the in the music game. Oh, Heaven Knows was the other song. Nice. Final count, is that that nine percenter that just puts you on your ass? Yeah, and I, I have three of them in there, so this, this might be a, I'm gonna wrap up soon. <laughs> oh, this is my this is a nine percent or also. Be I'm just raring to go though. <laughs> it's nine percent, but it goes down. Really okay. Like a five percent. Smooth. I already drank down, drank half of it. I that's pretty. Started. That's pretty smooth, then, B. Yeah. But actually, what I want to do is I want to go all the way back to the start of when we were talking, and I want to go into the best, the best, definitive. Dropkick Murphy song, Dropkick Murphy singer. So yes, right, I need. I will, I will accept the top five even. I'm as far as songs, I mean, you got to put Thirty Glass in there. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair. That's a fair song. I I appreciate that song. Definitely. Shipping up to Boston. I mean, that's what got me into them. That was their big hit. That is that is their biggest hit to date. Yeah, well, the boys are back. Great song. Boys are back is like our anthem. So yeah. I mean, yeah, like every time, without question. Okay, so I'm like, I have that song on my head. Like, I just want to play it, you know, as as a especially like if, if, if there was ever a reason, like, for everyone to be in the same room, the boys are back is definitely one of the songs that you know. Play, I have to get pre-approval from like Spotify first, so that's like I put that song in there. But well, that was the whole thing. Like, not to sidetrack for a minute. When I was talking with uh, Tilapia Becky on their podcast. I wasn't on there yet, but he was telling me like people are asking, like their friends are asking them to put like movie clips and stuff on the show. And she was like, well, we, you know, we're not big enough when we're not making money on it. So we can do it. And uh, Tilapi is, I'm telling him and he's agreeing with me. I'm like, dude, we do everything. Like we don't add our own music. Like we don't add music that we listen to or anything like that. You have to do everything, you know, on your own kind of, you know, like, it has to be like your own wit, your own idea, like your own creation. Because otherwise what they'll do is they'll mute you and no one will hear it. Right. And yeah. he agreed, but you know. Get which on. I don't know if you guys have, have caught up on their show at all or listened to it yet, but they recently just did uh, The Mummy, the 1999 Mummy. That's the... the a, a topic. The, the Brendan Fraser. The Brendan Fraser ones, yeah. I was actually mildly impressed. What was it? Uh, Becky knew a lot of trivia as far as the original Boris Karloff, The Mummy. And she brought it up during that and i was like that's good that's, this is good that's good, <laughs> good things you know your stuff <laughs> what's the name of the podcast again ruzik and boozies ruzik and boozies so first episode was back to the future <sighs> yes then they did jurassic park then they did the muppets the original muppet movie from the 70s and then that i think mummy was four might have it was four or five uh they did back to the future jurassic park Muppet movie and the mummy. Okay, yeah. So the new one is probably coming out next week, and it's Spider Man. 
but the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Let's, let's go back to the Dropkick songs. Yes, let's go back to. The... <laughs> yeah, we're going off the rails on this one. Uh, well, you know, there was there was topics that needed to be discussed. Well, I'm I'm glad no matter how many who's ever who's ever doing this show, that our tangents are always there no matter what they are and where it takes us. Uh, but you know that that's why I'm in, that's why I'm the host here and I you know I'm here to get us back on track when the time calls for it. Um, but. So we have dirty glass and we have shipping up to Boston. That uh, is that is an agreeable top two. Top two, and then the, the Universal, the boys are back. That's just a, right. We had three. That yeah. was three because that was for us. I think that was for us. I mean, there's a whole slew, slew. State of Massachusetts is a great song. I play that a lot. See, I've been I've been into the newer stuff actually. Like I actually like uh, Blood and uh, Blood's great. What was it? Paying my way. Pay Him Away is another great song, yeah. What was the other one? It's, but until We Meet Again. So you were always a fan, I believe, of Warriors Code, weren't you? I love the Warriors Code. That is yeah, my personal favorite song. Because it's about uh, Mickey Ward. Arguably the greatest boxer to come out of Lowell, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> arguably. Ar- arguably. <laughs> well, some might say his older brother, uh, Dickie yeah, Allen, is the best boxer. But, you know, we all know who the real fighter is as I'm, I'm i'm scrolling through the list of songs i'm like that one i can i can i can just battle some you know like rattle some off right now like sunshine highway workers song rose tattoo johnny harley newt <laughs> i'm like uh what was it time to go fields of athenry oh that's great that's phenomenal song amazing see I, yeah and then there's b who has the wild rover wild rover wow i mean I mean, how many how many drunken nights can you say that we did not belt out the Wild Rover? Oh, Travis, remember when we went to Beer Fest and your your friend got us the backstage passes to come back? Like we went to the afternoon Beer Fest. Yes. We, we had to leave, but his friend got us backstage passes to come back to the evening Beer Fest. So we're like, yeah, sure, if we can come back for free. So, we got so fucked up. Yeah. So. Back back when was that the armory? Yeah, that was the armory. Yeah. When I was well into the beer world, and I, was, I knew every I knew every rep, I knew every sponsor. I was I was you know the guy to know. He gave us basically rep passes, so we can just walk in and out no matter what. We sit, we didn't pretend we were reps. Yeah, mm. we walked okay. in like it was uh, Wayne's World, like holding. Yeah. <laughs> literally, we're like. We're cool. We're cool. Yeah. So it was basically backstage, like backstage passes. We just we were getting restricted access areas. Like no, no one stopped us at all. At one point, for some reason, they left a microphone on. In in, a, in whatever era we were, we found a live microphone. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So we went through the early session, got rip roaring drunk, came back again. We Wayne's World our way back in and just literally skipped every line, went behind. Yeah, we didn't have to go on the line. We went behind each we went, tent. Yeah. Well, because you have the rep tent. Started, yeah, the rep tent. So we just started pouring full glasses of beers for ourselves. Not even, not even tasters anymore. Not even yeah, <laughs> glasses of beer. So we're just going to get ripped. <laughs> we got so destroyed, but then we found the mic. 
And then mayhem ensued because now... I think you mean magic happened. Yes, Yes, we might call it magic. They might call it mayhem. But this man, after many of a pint, has now a microphone in his hand. Now, when B has a microphone in his hand, he turns into, one could say, a golden god. (laughs) He's on top of the, the, he's on the roof. He's screaming out to the world. He has a fury that has the gust of a thousand winds. <laughs> and nothing was going to stop him from singing into that mic. And in all of its glory, there he was just singing away. And no one stopped us. No one. <laughs> no one stopped him. Maybe they thought it was a part of the show. But it was like, I, I didn't even know how we, we were stumbling around. It was a weird area and there was just a microphone on a stand. There it was in the corner. It, it was it was the people to go, all right, your um, session's ending in about 15 it. minutes. I don't remember if they were doing talks or whatever, but for some reason they left the light, the mic on. It, it was, it's probably an announcement to say that the, the tasting was ending. That's all it was. And the geniuses Probably. that they were didn't shut it off. Good Lord. We had our own karaoke session. <laughs> That's all you need. Without. And then B going, I've been the wild rover. <laughs> Just screaming out every, every song that we could, we could possibly song. I, I'm amazed no one, no one came by to say, all right, what, are you, what are you guys doing? Or even pulled the plug on us. They, no, no one knows. We got tired of it and left. <laughs> no one stopped us. We're like, all right, we're done. Because you were a part of the show. We finished our set and then we left. <laughs> we did our set, yeah. Was, oh, man, that was, you figure, 1 o'clock to about 10 or 11? Yeah. I'm just straight drink. We were, so this is what happened. So we went to the show. We, we paid our way into the show normally. <laughs> That's how we got it. We did it. We did our uh, our four our four or five hours of drinking. So obviously, we did the the early entry. Obviously, we, we met who we needed to meet. Then he was uh, the person that I knew wasn't coming back for the late session. It's like fuck it here, take the the rep badge. The badge. Just, just come back later. So then we went we went out. Yeah, we went to eat. Eat and still drink some more. Yeah, we went to like a bar to eat. We didn't go to like a fancy place. We went to- <laughs> well, you mean you're down in Lexington, so you're, you know, there's plenty of places to go. And then we went back and then continued to drink on for four more MRIs. Had, had, her, had her fun. and I was not there for this one. You were not. It was because let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, for some reason it was just me and you. For, I, don't know, I, don't know, it, I don't know if. It wasn't a spring session, probably. It was a fall. I, I, I don't know. It was I mean, fall. It was fall, yeah. Yeah, but it was we I always got stuck at the spring ones, which were terrible. Because there's no good spring craft beer. I don't care what anyone tells me. At least for the time anyway. Speaking of of, of Wild Rover and singing dropkick and Irish drunken songs, well the the few times this is going back, good lord. Many many of a year many a year. B I met you and um, Aaron at a bar. I, I don't know, it was her, her get-together or whatever get-together. I came out and we basically took over the jukebox. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so that's every every place we go to, we take <laughs> over the jukebox. This, this one in particular, because 
It was one of those things, you know, B was like, you know, trying to figure out, you know, asking people to come out and hang out. So obviously I answered the call, being the man that I was. Just trying to remember the name of the bar. It wasn't oh, Edison's. Jake Saloon? Or is it something else? No, uh, it's, it's the bar Erin would go to all the time. I can't remember. If she was here, she would tell me, but. Uh, it's not the Flying Pig. No. <laughs> was it on Austin Street? No, it was in Manhattan. It was in Manhattan. 23rd Street, I think, or 20-something Street, I think, maybe? 23rd and what, though? I don't remember now. It wasn't Three Sheets Saloon, was it? No. No. It, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was an area that we normally don't go to. Uh, okay. But Aaron was there. Uh, obviously, B was there. Obviously, you know, called me out. So we get there. Obviously, we're having, you know, our, our usual shenanigans. We're doing shots of James and blah, blah, blah. And then what we do, as we always do, it's a jukebox. We just, that was it. So we had seven drunken nights, the wild rover, and, you know, then the list continues. Which version of seven drunken nights? Was it the chieftains? I, <laughs> it's we, here I am with the chieftains. Uh, Hello, Brack. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. All I Are you ready, chieftains? <laughs> we, you want to do a song? <laughs> all I remember is me and B had this bar literally. Once again, just we put on a show. It was one of those epic things where it was just it was drunken, glorious Irish drinking at at, at its finest. Britain always put on a show, and the show is always very weird because like it's it's never the same show. Like we did a or well, why would it be one birthday we did a. I think the three of us started doing Backstreet Boys and we were doing Corey. Yes, we did. <laughs> that we did. That was my birthday. <laughs> it was your birthday, yeah. <laughs> we sang, uh, I think we did uh, We did the dance because This Is The End just came out. So we did, um, what was it, Backstreet's Back and we did the dance <laughs> at West Third. The choreographed dance, yeah. Also, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Was, was that the night of the, the home run shots? Yeah, it was. Oh, because explain it. I think what ended up happening was we went out, we came around, and we ended up going back to West Third. And it just, I mean, I could be getting that confused with another birthday because they were all the same at that point, right. where we would just get wrecked at West Third and just, you know, enjoy ourselves. But, you yeah, know, that was because I remember because we took over the jukebox. We basically scared everybody out of the bar and we just kept going and going. Well, it started. We were we were playing songs we were singing along to, so we were probably oh, yeah. playing, playing Irish music. And then these girls came up and said, "We're going to play a song that you guys are not going to sing to." And they played "Backstreets Back," and then we <laughs> yeah, we took over sang the along with it. We're like, we "Okay," get our choreographed <laughs> dance to it. And then they looked at us like these guys are nuts, and we're like, "No, they they hung out with us the rest of the night." I know. They, I, I remember them hanging out, but it was just like they thought we were <laughs> they thought we were nuts. Life we, we are life of the party. <laughs> Um, because we are down to play that game. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like you guys think you're going to be better than us. No, 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 well, <laughs> no. Dance surprise for you. <laughs> we are we are multi talented. We know all genres of music and and dance moves apparently. <laughs> and the moves, yeah. Especially when we're drunk. Now, how do you like that beautiful disaster with the Three Eleven Music album label? Not a bad beer. Not Not a bad beer, right? That's the highest percentage one that they put. I think that one's around eight. Oh, good. Could be a little bit low. Not bad. What? Not bad. I was like, okay, it's my last one. 
the 311 series. So I figured live the, the gusto for less. But all right, cool. No time like the yeah, they released uh, multiple labels, different albums for that beer. Nice. Dig it. Oh, man. But speaking of taking over a scene, B, me and you have arguably one of the greatest takeovers of music history. I already know where you're, where you're going, but go ahead. <laughs> it's like, I've lived this, and it's not a... But I mean, that was a very vague description, and I was like, yep, I know exactly where he's going with this. Tom Petty at the Garden. <laughs> it's obviously, the, obviously Tom Petty, you know, God rest his soul. We miss him every day in all of his glory. He put honestly an amazing show. And after it ends, you know, I've seen everyone's leaving. We are on as hot. We had the worst seats in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Tom plays so oh, hard. section 400 up in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Can't see anything. We were up high. Yeah. rocked our faces off and we were glad to see him. But we now have to make our way down. Now, we pre-gamed before, going back before, we went um, to Barcourt Street. Obviously, we we're, did not care about who opened because uh, we were there just to see Tom Petty. So we put on a, a good a good buzz beforehand. Obviously, we went out to the stadium, started drinking some more. We were, we were good and drunk. And obviously, riding the high of, of Tom Petty, awesome. And when you're that high up, there's a long way down to the bottom. That was not a sobering gonna... uh, walk, I tell you. You would you would think it was sobering. <laughs> well, apparently you drank enough to make sure it wasn't. <laughs> it really is. It's a terrible walk. <laughs> it is. We were on the escalators down, so we had a little help. However, we were not letting the concert end. We decided to keep singing, and singing we did. As well, you should. So. <laughs> In in, in, in in all due fashion, uh, B, B starts it off. Uh, I'm assuming you started off. Um, I'm assuming it's American Girl at this point. Yeah. Well, yeah. What hap- I think what happened is we got, so somehow we left together, but we got stuck on opposite ends of the escalator. So like we're going <laughs> to each other, like, Trav, where are you going? Like, oh, I'll meet you at the bottom. Yeah. And then I just, I screamed, oh, yeah. Trav screamed, all right. I screamed back, take it easy, baby. <laughs> he screamed back, make it last all night. She was, and then the whole escalator in unison said, an American girl together with us. They just decided to join in with us. So we did this the entire way down. Every every time we got to the another floor, we got down another escalator. We started it again. Started up again. So remember, we're at the top of the garden. We're going right right down. And then all the way out. It did not stop. Now, so we have my brother and a bunch of all our friends way ahead of us. All they hear is this giant ruckus. Which is you. Girl slowly coming towards them. It's just getting louder and louder and louder. First, they see B starting it off again. Crowd goes. I mean, and then you see me at the back end finishing off and just kept going. It's like they're just looking at me and him going, What the fuck is going on? And I was like, what do you mean? What's going on? Yeah. And then B goes, screams again. It's like, oh, you're right. <laughs> we had everyone. We had, we had the, literally the guard go at this point. 
Well, because we, is... we did it for us, like just yeah. to make ourselves laugh. But once everyone was in on it, we're like you, you can't stop awful. now. Now we can keep doing it. <laughs> you know, you know, those listening, it may, it may sound like we're making this up, or you know, it's not as big as it was. Honest to God, I can tell you, I've never been to a concert. You know how tightly packed it is when you when you're leaving um, whatever venue you are. you're riding the high of whatever band you just saw one of the most popular songs that this band puts out you know that hook and and everyone everyone's still amped up everyone's still you know riding that high and you just keep going down and down and down that's all we were doing they're just riding it down it took on a whole nother beast because it just happened that we were literally just an elevator escalator apart just because we were drunk and idiots and couldn't keep up with each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were just like... We got he, distracted. Yeah, we got distracted. He, he just said, oh, yeah, you know? And then you, it's, it, instinctively, you just follow up. Well, of course. Fun. And then it's like, well, you, you did that. I might as well just, just, know, just know that you guys, you're so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I can't it. say the best that I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> In a world gone mad, you're so bad. You're so bad. But speaking of my Tom Petty experience, which you were supposed to show up to, uh, but yes, this, this, this is a tragic shame. So I had just happened um, to start at Fool's Gold on the Lower East Side, and we had bought tickets to go see Tom Petty. Months. months, months in advance. And I was like, I told them I need to go. Um, I bought tickets, whatever. And it was like the week I just started, so Wednesday night. I had just started, but I was taking over as head chef. So the previous chef beforehand basically staged a coup and took everybody with him and didn't tell anybody. So that Wednesday, because I remember it was on a Wednesday, I come into work, so I open up, and the night shift was about to come in. So night shift actually came into work and said, no, I'm just here for my check and I'm leaving. I was like, what the fuck? So then I couldn't leave. I'm literally the only guy there. I'm like, I couldn't leave. So then, you know, it was, it was Jimmy, Kate. And I was like, I have an extra ticket. And I'm like, I, you know, whatever. So then uh, Kate's brother, TJ, you know, he went in my stead. I was like, you motherfucker, you owe me like $100 worth of fucking money for this, for this goddamn ticket. But it was it, a great concert too. But Jim, I mean, yeah, go, go tell your, your, your time. No, it was just, it was just like, it was, it was one of those things where like we were on the side of the stage. I mean, our vision was obstructed because the bridge was just made for the garden so like you kind of like peeking under the bridge and looking at the tv screen at the same time but it was still a great show like i like i still say that i'm waiting for him to play the waiting but since he is now passed i'm going to be waiting forever the hardest part too it's it's true um and unfortunately yeah i mean he did pass away but he played at forest hills and those did. were so did dropkick so expensive they were like four hundred dollars yeah it's like yeah, the venue is very expensive I was, whatever the ticket price I would, would be just double it and that's what you're paying at forest hill stadium yeah i was i was it's, not it's really it's a great place to see a show because it's not that big but you got to pay the money it's to nice go. when you live five minutes away b that's <laughs> even better yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luck, luckily justin lee you know, lived a couple blocks away you can literally just hang out outside and Listen, yeah, you can still hear it. You can still hear it. Um, I mean, 
now he has the the balcony where you could just sit there and go, "Hey, this yeah, is great." Even closer. So when there's when the Avengers shows do come back, but that was so, like I was I was so happy that he was playing close to home. But then I was like, ticket price four. I'm like, oh fuck, no. Nope. Like that was when Dropkick played there. When Dropkick played there, Andrew went and saw them, and I was like, "You're the only person I know who's going to see them because I'm not paying the ticket price." to get in the door but i was pissed because they were playing with rancid and i wanted to see rancid so i was like how bad sucks. was that how bad was the price bad enough that i didn't want to go oh yeah i know that <laughs> I, I mean i don't remember the exact yeah. price offhand because it was years ago but like it was bad enough where i was like no right yeah like there's certain there's certain bands where like you know what the premium is going to be before you even know the tickets are going on pre-sale yeah. Like, I wanted to see Pearl Jam, when, um, and I knew it was going to be a $200 ticket. When Ron like, comes, comes around, the rare times that they actually show up to New York. Who? Ramstein. Well, yeah, no, I've seen Ramstein twice in phenomenal shows, both times. But that's a, that's a penny. Uh, the first concert was 100 bucks, and I think the second concert was slightly less, because it was at the Coliseum. Oh, Coliseum, okay, yeah. But, played- like, both times I went, though, it was, it was great. Um... Because the one, the first time I saw them was the only U.S. show that they had, and that was when they released, I want to say, Libertad. And then the second time I saw them, uh, they were still writing like, it, I think it was the greatest hits year. They put out their greatest hits that year, and that's when they were touring that. They played Bukdish at the Coliseum versus at the Garden. The Garden was mostly the new stuff. Yeah, I never got a chance to see them, so it kind of sucks. Oh no, great show! I highly recommend. I would. I'm always up for a Ramstein show. Me and Aaron went to see uh, Iron Maiden in Vegas. Um, oh God! That's why we we went to Vegas because we wanted to see Iron Maiden. And when we got there, like, well, Ramstein's playing Friday night. Do you want to get tickets for that? We're like, hell yeah, we want to get tickets for that. <laughs> like, okay, six hundred dollars each. I was like, yeah, I'm not spending that much for that. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. I, but it was we, probably we, like a front row seat where you're getting covered yeah, with uh, yeah. uh, the giant dick cannon. We we debated it too. It was like, because when the hell else are we ever going to see them? But. but let's talk about, let's do the best, top three best concert you've seen. And then once- you never finished the Dropkick songs though. <laughs> let's go back to the Dropkick. And then we'll, and then we'll go into top three concerts. Top three concerts. Um, so we had, well, Dirty Glass, Dirty shipping Glass. up to Boston. The boys are back. Yeah. Now we need a fourth and a fifth. We said Warriors Code, I think. So we like, you said that. Warriors. I said Warriors Code was my favorite, but if you but know, I would that agree was, with that. that's a great well, one. I mean, yeah. It, but it's I mean, not then, on my list. I mean, you got Sunshine Highway. You have Worker Song, uh, Fields of Athenry, Time to Go, Barroom Hero, Boys on the Docks. We did Wild Rover. We also said that one. Yeah. Granted, it's a cover. Right. You got Irish Rover. Fields of Athenry is a cover too. Flanagan's ball. But still, I mean, those, uh, those. I mean, there's so many. Like, there, there's literally so many. Yeah, but like, as the, of the of the dropkick songs. Yeah, what covers are not. I mean. Well, kiss me, kiss me. I'm shit face is a great song. I'll never, I'll never yeah, really play it at home. But when they play it live, it's fucking, it's yeah. fucking fucking. Uh, so did we did we round out our uh, our dropkick? No, we. Uh, I think we. I think we did, and we didn't at the same time because we said dirty glass. It all depends if we're putting cover songs into I'm willing to accept the Wild Rover because the Wild Rover is a song we do enjoy playing and singing. Okay. As uh, drunk as we get. 
we'll say it's uh, Dirty Glass, Shipping Up, Boys Are Back, Warriors Code, and Wild Rover. Wild Rover, okay. That is our five. Subject to change whenever we feel like it. Depending on who... Chances are at least two of those songs will stay on the list, if not three. Shipping Up will stay. Dirty Glass is interchangeable, but I think we all love Dirty Glass enough to not move it for ourselves. All three love Dirty Glass so much, I don't think that's going to change. And I'll Boys Are Back is like the anthem we play. So Yeah. Uh, if Frank was here, he might have something else to say, but he's not. Um, but he's the, 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 the guy that might that could change our minds. But can you think of any other, like, given, given all right, so we had our, our top five dropkick um, in honor of, of St. Patty that's coming up. We were accepting the covers. Okay. Covers count. With, with the asterisk giving that, you know, we can change our mind like we do depending on the, the phone call. or the Like Metallica. Okay. Like you could say Rocky Road to Dublin. or it, Yeah, Rocky Road to Dublin. One, two, three, four, five. It's a fantastic that's a great song. I love that. I love Mosh to the top or Bob O'Reilly because their version of Bob O'Reilly is pretty good. It is, yeah. It's just one of those things. What I was saying was like, yeah, it's so it's so if Frank was here, he could be he could be the persuading vote, maybe either for for different songs, but since he's not here, not come. But that that will do the top five. You want a new beer, Jimmy, or are you doing the same one? Oh no, I I'm on a new beer right now. I'm on a Mountain Beer Kolsch. I just drank a. Uh, what was it? The Lincoln Bio Beer. So I moved on from that to the Mountain Beer Kolsch. It was a smaller can. It was a 12-ounce can. So I figured, you know, if it's 1030 and the night's ending soon, I'll go with the smaller can versus the 16-ounce. Because nice. I had it, you know. I got another, I got an 8-ounce can from Hoppin' Frog. Hoppin' Frog is awesome. See, I want to go there. Like, when we eventually visit UB, that's a brewery that I want to go to. It's their 15%, like, little 8-ounce can. I forget what it's called. I think it's like chorus or something with a Q. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it Boris? Boris? Yeah. Well, there's Boris, and then there's this version, which is like the stronger version of Boris. Gotcha. That's that's actually I've been following a lot of the uh, Columbus and Cincinnati beers, Ohio companies with the with the Bago account, and I've been looking through uh through them, just because like it's just easier. Like I I follow like a lot of Canadian stuff, Russian, UK. Because yeah. I like what I see, and like I want to see it, you know, like more so. And it's just ridiculous. And like the more I follow, the more followers I get back, and I'm like, the hell did I do? Right. Yeah. But people seem to like the Bago account, so I'm, yeah. I'm gonna ride it through. Do it, man. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, Frog is it's like about it's like about an hour and a half or an hour and twenty minutes away from me, so I don't get there a lot. Yeah, but I mean, you got enough local though. Like, yeah, right we now. find we find it local, yeah. But the brewery is the brewery is a really cool place. It's literally right off the highway, which also okay. makes it bad when you go there drinking and. Well, out. yeah, you just run, go right back on the highway. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm having a Mountain Beer Kolsch from Telluride Brewing, Colorado. Mm, Telluride. Brewed high at 80, uh, 8750. So that's the altitude is eighty seven fifty or something like that. Above sea level. All right. Well, let's see. Definitely in the mountains. So let's go back. Um, now that we. So we're doing top three best and top and top three worst concerts. Worst. That's what we'll, we'll, we'll do. The Ron Robin of, of best. Um, because you know we'll, we'll talk about uh things and then or top top ten and then we'll we'll do 
worst. All right, um, start off with B. B. Um, top three. I mean, you can you can increase it if you like, um, but let's let's, let's go. Let's, let's do at least three. Um, I, I really love when we get, when we saw the Big Four at Yankee Stadium. I mean, those are four of my favorite bands of all time. It was like kind of an all day thing. It started around what four o'clock and went to midnight. Something like that. Yeah, it was definitely maybe even earlier. I don't know. Like, yeah, it might, it might have been earlier. I think, well, yeah, because only one band, yeah, only one band was at night. <laughs> I think else was during the day. Yeah, because it was Anthrax and Megadeth were before the sun even went down. Yeah, yeah. Then, and then you had Slayer, who played for two and a half hours. Yeah. And your Metallica, who played for three. So, like, yeah, I think, it was I a, think Metallica, yeah, I think Metallica was the like only a six, song. seven hour show. Yeah. I think, yeah, if I remember correctly, I think Metallica was the only one that played when it was sort of. Yeah, when the sun was gone completely. Was gone. Because, yeah, because I remember when Anthrax was going on. We came in as they were playing, and it was kind of upsetting a little bit because, like, we came in and they were, I think they were playing Got the Time. And I was like, oh, we missed most of the song. And, like, I think we might have missed the opening song, but otherwise, we really didn't miss much. Yeah, was, we saw most of the set. It, yeah. it was like yeah. the crowd wasn't there yet. That's the problem. No, which but, sucked. It was, but it wasn't. It wasn't even a weekend, right? It was. It was during the week. Um. Yeah, wrong. it was definitely during the week. I remember that much. Well, yeah, it was like two o'clock or three o'clock on a weekday. Like, yeah, it was like a Tuesday or something like that, or a Thursday. Yeah. And that was the weird thing. I'm like, this is like the hottest ticket, and I'm like, that should have been nobody's a here. Show. And nope. that should have been a Saturday show. Yeah. No yeah. one. Not worrying about people getting off work. So you could start at three o'clock and you have the fucking four of the greatest metal bands. It would have filled up early. If it started, it was on a Saturday. Oh, it would have been, it would have been would just have been, ridiculous. We wouldn't have gone in. The only reason I think they didn't do it because it was during baseball season, I think. Yeah. Wow. So that's like, what it was. Yeah. Only time. It, it wasn't I mean, like the Yankees September? are away on a lot of weekends, like planning around when they're planning, away. Yeah, planning around that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah then it was Yankee Stadium, which. Even though myself was, was awesome. But oh yeah, sorry, I mean, sorry, yeah. I mean, you brought up, yeah. So that's, that's, uh, I'm not, is that number three or that's just, you're just in no particular order? I'm not, like, picking best concerts for me is hard because I, I go to a lot. I, I really like going to concerts. So, like, to me, that was, like, probably the most memorable because it's four of my favorite bands anyway. Like, I would have seen any one of them in concert solo. And to see all four of them on one day was just fucking epic in its own right. Like, okay. like Jimmy said, it kind of sucks that when we were seeing Anthrax, the crowd wasn't really there. So you really didn't get the full experience of everyone singing along the Anthrax. Yeah. And, it, and it was only like eight songs. It wasn't a lot of songs, which kind of sucks. Because like, set. that was the whole thing. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Like I'm a, I'm a huge Anthrax fan. Like I love a lot of their like albums, you know I mean? I mean, pre when they, Joey Belladonna from the eighties into the early nineties yeah. before they changed singer. Like I didn't really get into like devil worship and the newer music, although it's not bad music. Cause like, I don't really like safe home is like the, or like, uh, what's that? What's the other song that the other singer had? It was Safe Home, and then there was another song that like the the other two big hits with the other singer. Safe Home is great though. I mean, I, I can't remember the other one. But Safe Home, I, I put that on my it's underrated great song. Playlist. Safe Home it's is like, a very underrated song. It's, it's that's it's never a song. If you're an Anthrax fan, you're never gonna bring up Safe Home because it's not it's, a singer. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking great song. Yeah, if you play that song, I don't like just just listen to the fucking song. Yeah, in the band. 
it, it's it's definitely one of my favorite Anthrax songs. And then it's like shit, that's Anthrax. Yeah, but like but... one of my all-time favorite moments though was when It Chapter One came out, and Antisocial starts playing during the rock fight scene. <laughs> I lost it in the theater. I legitimately lost it. I was like, "This is amazing. This is the best thing ever." <laughs> like, you know, I don't want to know nothing. Like when Four Horsemen played during X Men Apocalypse, I was like, "This is the best thing." <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the best part of that movie. Good oh, <laughs> Only good thing about that movie. <laughs> so Anthrax did play at, at a Sonic Temple maybe two, three years ago, and I, I did a post with them for the Drunken Thumb. I was like drinking a beer, watching Anthrax, and I tagged Scotty in, and he liked my picture. Now it's probably not him probably whoever runs his social media but it's still pretty fucking cool that is cool though it might it might actually be him though be that that means they're they're whoever whoever somebody somebody in his world saw it might not be him but maybe it was his wife it's direct pearl it's recognition someone in his world whoever's in charge of his social media account was like i'm gonna gonna follow up with this and that's that's my weird ass thumb and like the picture so doesn't matter (laughs) it counts man it counts all right, so we have the big four. I mean, uh, I mean, it's hard to, to me. Best concerts are hard because I. It's easier for me to name my worst concerts. I know. Uh, and go for it. Later, but I, I need two. So, more. so we're gonna give you big four. Is your is your is your best concert? Probably because so, that's every um, it's four of the four of my favorite bands that I would see. Anyway. Right, so give, give me at least two more great concerts that you sing. You don't have to. Be, doesn't have to be the best, but like two one that are great. Two that stand out that you remember. All right, well, I'm a huge Foo Fighter fan, and I only saw them for the first time two years ago, 2019, when they headlined Sonic Temple. And uh, it sucked because it, it rained most of the day, so a lot of bands got rained out. They didn't even get to play. And we were even worried that even Foo Fighters were going to show up. But they did show up, and they fucking they destroyed it. They, that was a great... Did they have to play in the rain? No, because the rain finally let up by the time they were supposed to start. But we just we just missed the whole day. We only got to see them. Oh. It was, like that that alone was worth. But did the they make up for it though? Like did they play a longer set or anything? They played like that? A, yeah, they played like a two and a half three hour set. So it was. Oh, that, yeah, that makes up for it yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you, you when you pay for a ticket for Sonic Temple though, you got three days of music. So it kind of sucked that Sunday we got nothing but Foo Fighters. But for me, that was worth it because I mean I'm a huge Foo Fighter fan. So to me, that was that was great. See, like, I want to see Foo Fighters. Uh, I've heard nothing but amazing things uh, about them live. Um, I saw them. I know you did. Like, a th- they did play a three-hour show for you at the Garden. It was like four hours. It was just them. Oh, oh I would have, I would have killed to go to that one. Yeah, they they opened up. They came on stage and they said, "I hope you have nothing to do tomorrow because we're gonna fuck your face all night." That's how they opened the show. He just gave her Are girl- you sure it wasn't Frank on stage? Gave her girl came on stage before they even played a single song. And they said, I hope you don't have work tomorrow. We're going to fuck your face. Okay. It was them for four hours straight. I was shocked. So you figure from like eight to midnight was yeah. just straight Foo Fighters. Yeah, it was just Foo Fighters. Dude, that, that sounds like amazing to me. Which is I funny considering they'd have to pay a fine in I New York City. Was, you know, like an opening, you know, open van or whatever. No, it was just, it was them and only them. No, it's cool, though. I would love to see Foo Fighters. I, I would definitely go see him again. So, like, but I also am a huge fan. So I know that. Yeah. All right. So have, see, so, The Color and the Shape to me was a great album. Like, that's, that's an album that to me is underrated. 
like all their early stuff doesn't get as much credit as it's due like once so what was it all by one that album came out i forgot what it's called that's when they really became mainstream to me yeah and everyone was like oh my god foo fighters foo fighters but like big me is a great song Oh, big I mean, I, I mean, I remember back in the day, the whole man when when music videos are still a thing, and they did the the spoof of Mentos and they had the Futos. Music. Yeah, you know that? that was that was big me. That was that was just gorgeous. That was that was a great video. Yeah, that was, that dude, was, I, I love because he he was on the radio the other day and he, he did an interview about that song and he's like, when I wrote this song, I didn't really even get, care about it. He's like, I wrote it. It was like a candy, like it, it was just something I threw out there. So that's why we did the spoof of Mentos because it was just, oh, this song is just candy. It's like people like it. I don't even, he's like, the lyrics don't even make sense. I just threw them out there. I was like, dude. But like, that was the cool thing about that first album, though. It was the first album that he did right after Kurt died. And like, what was it? Like at least two years later. But dude, he, he threw that song. He's like, oh, I just threw this song out there. It was like leftover shit. But like, it, was, it, was, it was one of those things. Yeah, he's just so talented that like... Leftover shit is gold. That's like... You can't deny his, his fucking talent. And I love, the, I love the songs that they do that are heavy. Like if you play some of their songs like Walk... Yeah, Walk yeah. is a great song. Oh, oh I'm sorry, Run. It's, it's, it's fucking heavy. Like you think it's a heavy metal band, but it's like, no, well, that's the Foo Fighters. Even with, with, with um, like everyone in that band... Um, with Taylor on the drums, I'm like, and they're huge Zeppelin fans too. That's like another big thing for me that I love about them. Person, he plays the drums, the guitar, he sings, he does a bunch of things as well. Me, when you saw Foo Fighters, did they bring out um, uh, a violinist or a or they did not? No, oh, yeah, so so the the show that I saw, um, for like a, a a 20 minute set, they brought out like another like fiddler violinist kind of chick. And she just rocked on for them and did like a, a whole like acoustic set kind of thing with the whole band and her just rocking out. It was like that's cool. when I saw them, they did they did Everlong, and you know Everlong has like the heavy guitar part, but then he also did the acoustic version. Yeah. And the yeah. way they, the way they did it live, he kind of did both versions. Like they did the heavy version, and then like I guess during the middle, he just went and got an acoustic guitar and he played the acoustic part like in the middle. Oh, and, and in the end, they played the fucking heavy part. I was like, dude, that's fucking think, the best of both worlds. I think I got the reverse. I think he started with the acoustic and then he ended up doing the harder version in the end. I think it was at the tailor end of that the, the chick version. That's even cooler that they that yeah. he can fucking just, oh yeah, I'm going to do it the opposite way tonight. I think, I think he did the opposite way. Because um, I was shocked. I was like, they were like, oh yeah, we're bringing this person onto the band. Another person. And it was like, all right, cool. Dude, there was one part when we saw them in concert where, um, you know, like when they when they talk to the crowd, yeah. and he was just like talking to the crowd, and I guess somebody in the like in the front row was like, "All right, get to fucking music." Like he was like, "Hurry up!" And Dave Grohl just made fun of. It's like, "What the fuck, man? I'm, I I can talk if I want to talk to my my fans." And it's like, he's like, "Oh, you're wearing a Cannibal Corp shirt." And it's like, "You you just want to hear rah rah rah." So he, he I, I forget what song he played after it. But he played it in a different style because he played the song. But like every now and then, he would just sing the words as like he was singing Cannibal Corpse. I was like, because to make fun of that one guy who just pissed him off, I was like, dude, that's fucking great because it's it felt seamless. That's that's just genius. On yeah, it was probably Monkey Wrench because Monkey Wrench you can do pretty much anything with that song. Yeah, but like I mean, you see the videos every I mean every now and then if you're if you're on YouTube, I mean if you're a fan of Foo Fighters, 
you clearly can see the interaction with his fans. They'll just bring people on stage if you know how to play. The one guy played guitar and like nailed Monkey Wrench on stage. And he was, Dave was like, know how to play instrument. And I'm like, and they just rock out. And it's like, without missing a beat. And it's like, there's there's one video on YouTube where they brought up a kid who's like maybe ten years old, and and then kids like he's like who's your favorite band? Because like Metallica. He's like do you know any Metallica songs? And the kid starts fucking playing, and then the Foo Fighters. I think it was like Enter Sandman, of course, but the Foo Fighters just started playing Enter Sandman with the little fucking kid on stage, and then the little kid got to his part, and the Foo Fighters like oh we gotta stop. We don't even know it as well as you do. Like the little kid knew it better than the fucking yeah. Foo Fighters. I think what makes Dave Grohl. It- exceptionally special i mean outside of the band itself because it's, it's not just him it's the entire band itself is they do those little things yeah that make every show kind of unique and kind of cool unique. like oh they're oh they're bringing someone on stage are oh, they gonna do this or it's a four-hour show or it's just them or it's just this or it's just that it's like they just don't they're there to entertain you yeah they have their songs and they're entertaining with their songs in their way but they're going to make it special for, all right, that 10-year-old kid, come on stage. That right. kid. There's, there's one thing is like they were doing um, – some guy was dressed up as uh, – they were in England, and a guy was dressed up as Freddie Mercury. They brought him on stage. They're like, can you sing? No. He was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to act like Freddie Mercury, as you do under pressure. They played under pressure as this guy is dancing around and pretending to be Freddie Mercury. And they just went off and just, and it's like, it was like it was the craziest yeah. thing. I'm like, yeah. I mean, you see that all the time. It was like, it was like, oh yeah. When people bring, you know, bands bring people on stage and you always see Foo Fighters coming out. I was like, that guy, can you play guitar? That guy, can you play drums? Or this case thing is like, there's, there's, there's something special about the Foo Fighters that's just not normal or in the realm of what people think. I'm like, they're not, they're not above their, their fame. They, they know that their fans are, what makes them and that's what's kind of cool about the Foo Fighters they also kind of like skirt the level where like they have fucking heavy music like it's there's songs no, they got both there's songs if you hear like that's fucking heavy metal music but then there's also songs that you could play on like a normal barbecue night like it's like almost poppy in a sense like yeah. Yeah. they know how to brought out brought themselves out to the mainstream but still like and I don't think they're doing it to like, oh, we want to play a heavy song to get the heavy crowd. We want to play a light song. They're just doing what they want, and it's just fucking good. And having to be heavy, kind of appreciate it. Like. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm gonna bring an acoustic, and I'm gonna play an acoustic version. It just. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. All right, so we have big four. We have Foo Fighters. Give me, give me a third. I don't know. I, I might have to give up my third my third choice because i don't know yeah, like i said it's easier for me to name worst all right fine we'll we'll, we'll 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 come back to you in a little bit but jim hit me top three top three top three right. five whatever just give me give me uh i can i can give you a bunch all right so gorillas at the garden phenomenal show my only complaint with that show was when they played Clint Eastwood, it was a different rap than the traditional Dell the Funky Homo Sapien rap. But otherwise, flawless show. Jack Johnson at the Garden. Now, you're all going to look at me like, Jack Johnson, really? And I'm like, no. Phenom- phenomenal concert. I swear to you, it sounds just like the album. 
Okay. No, my my choices are going to be weird. It, it, it was it was it was literally like one of the best shows I ever saw in my entire life because he he sounded just like he did on the album, and the crowd was just so into it, and like everyone was singing along, it was just going with it, and it was it was a perfect show. Like I don't have anything bad to say about that show. Um, Three Eleven at Jones Beach. I was front row. I probably one of like the reasons why i refuse to see 311 again after this because i will never be able to see them front row again <laughs> guess what but, no it, it literally like it was it was like a goof like i bought the tickets like three days before the concert and they were like 80 bucks each and it was supposed to be like four rows away from the stage but how the angle of the stage was you could go right up to the front row so i was i stood on the front right next to the stage so Cypress Hill and 311 played and I was front row. But I locked eyes during the bass solo with Peanut the bassist and he started playing the Imperial March. Never again will that happen. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, this is amazing. I'm a sucker for Star Wars. <laughs> let alone, you know, let alone the Imperial March. But I was like, this is phenomenal. I'm like, I got to high five people. I didn't, I didn't get any picks or drumsticks, but it was just cool enough to like the high five and just like see all that. The memory alone is awesome. That, that was exactly it. Um, then there was the time we saw Dropkick the second time, because I've seen them like three or four times. But the second time though, the, the, the Frank show, the, 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 the neo-Nazi show was a great, show. overall it was a great show. Like it was probably one of my more favorite shows and my more favorite experiences. And I'm going to have to give John Carpenter. John Carpenter was a phenomenal concert. Yes. Uh, B, you missed out on this. Trav and I went by ourselves. And it was arguably one of the coolest experiences of my entire life. Very weird, but very fucking cool. Like, it was just him. He played his uh, the main themes to his major movies. Okay. And a couple of, like... Uh, random songs from his other albums but mostly it was his cool we're not it was it was it was really cool it's that 80s synth style like rock kind of music he played halloween of course of course yeah he played halloween but like we're we're literally standing there a bunch of like john carpenter nerds and like everyone's just there's no lyrics or anything and we're all just jiving out jamming to him just synthing out and just having a good time john carpenter just like so yeah so we're in it it was i forget whatever terminal five yeah the venue uh so we're we're in a room to put it safely (laughs) yeah of of basically cinephiles like movie nerds full of movie nerds like yeah i mean it's a john carpenter yeah yeah. it's not it's not music fans it is basically movie nerds which is in our wheelhouse it's not it was a, a very interesting experience because, like, all right, obviously we we're all musically inclined, or whatever. So, we're like, we're in the show, and it's like expectations are one thing, but it's like you look around the audience; it's like it's not the normal audience that you're used to—the rockers, the whatever, whatever um, concert you're going to. They're all music kind of nerds, introverts, you know. Just why, why, like, you're? It's kind of a, a weird thing. It's like. And then John Carpenter comes on stage and it's like, and he was just cool. Like he was just like the like like a chill person. Yeah. Like you wanted to know him. This old dude strolls on stage, 
drunk, I'm because he's 70 something at this point, just strolls on stage and is like, basically, without saying, I'm gonna fuck your face, says, I'm gonna fuck your face. Yeah. And just and just goes into it. And but just and, launches it off. Launches it off. And the coolest thing is they played sort of like the movie clip before they get into the movie. That's so, cool. Yeah. Get in the mood. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you had the, like the Halloween clips. Yeah. Uh, going in. The Big Trouble in China was like, you know, the. the it, was, it was just like the Big Trouble in China clip is cool because then, like, all of a sudden he's just like going right into it. And me and him are literally losing our minds at this point. We're like, oh my God, fucking yes. <laughs> yeah. We're not. The thing was good. Like, that was really cool. It was fantastic. But I'm like, we had, um, what was it? Um, what's the, the Roddy Piper move? Oh, they live. They yeah. live, yeah. That came on, and it was like, you're looking at us it, like, it's Piper. Piper. <laughs> like, it's Piper. I was like, I'm, it's like, it's like, I'm here to kick ass and chew gum, and I'm all out of gum, kind of thing. And I'm like, just like nerves, just like freaking out. It's like, you're like my movie people, and like my, you're just like, everyone was it's just like, it's like your movie people and your music people just combined into one human being, and that's who you were surrounded by. Right. You have Halloween, the thing is like, and they had Christine at the uh, Was Christine the end? Uh, Christine was close to the end, yeah. if not the end. Because there was a bunch. There was like a bunch that went on. Because it was, it was this. You had Assault on Precinct 13, which I think almost opened. Yeah, which was fantastic because not many, I mean, they did they did the newer version, which is not new, but it had the Ethan Hawk and Lawrence Fishburne version that came out yeah. years ago, which was a remake of his version. Precinct 13? No. Oh yeah, Salt on Precinct. Yeah. That's it. Which is fantastic. So it's like they, I mean they shit on. I mean you had Starman, which everyone was just like whatever, you know, in the mouth of madness, um, body bags, I think was on there as well vampires but like the big the big cool ones vampires are schools that forgot he did vampires and i'm like oh shit yeah, there it is <laughs> but like but all but all i could think of was was um family guy oh piece of candy oh piece of candy but that's how it felt though like literally that's how it felt was like every time he played a song was like oh my god this is fantastic. like this is fantastic this is fantastic when the thing came on the two of us literally were like this Besides Big Trouble in Little China, that was like the other song we were. The thing, you know, thing like, was just. Oh yeah, that's great. We were looking forward to thing and think Big Trouble in China. I think the most. I'm Escape like, from New York was like intense. That was, but I'm like, even though it was intense, with obviously, I mean, even though Jack Carpenter films, I'm like, yeah, that was that was awesome. That was great. And and it had the Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. voiceover. It had everything that you could want from like just being a fan of his films, and it was there. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, and that's like, great, thank like, you. Like, I've been trying to get tickets to go again, and he hasn't been here. Yeah, and I'm like, our, our we had that good a time. Big Trouble in China and and thing, and I'm like, those movies actually hit home a bit more. I mean, close to home. Right, yeah, I mean, the movies we grew up with, movies we love. Yeah, but it was like the music's great in them. I mean, he did like the whole Jack Burton thing right in the beginning, and it was like they had the truck. He made the crowd say, "Yes, sir." The check is in the mail. The whole Chop <laughs> Express was on the, the, the fucking fucking big screen coming at you, and I'm like, "Ah, man!" Nice. Oh, man. Like he does it with his son, and it was just it was just overall it was just like this cool experience. It wasn't expensive. It was like a $30, 40 dollar ticket, and it was it was. It was, it and you very, just hung out. Yeah, it was a very interesting experience because it wasn't like any other concert or show 
I should say. Oh, yeah, it's a unique kind of thing. Very unique thing because, so going into this, when, when I mean, Jim, when, when he says, like, John Carpenter's coming in and there's a show, and I'm like, this, the the T-shirt that I have, the the Escape from New York New T-shirt. York t-shirt. I mean, I, I like it. It is is I I worn that. I think shirt. you put holes in it. <laughs> it there's, there's holes in it. I I I I worn that shit. Because my thing shirt has holes in it. And it's. And like, then I had to buy an Escape from New York shirt to replace the the thing I, shirt. I don't want to get that had holes in it. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to put it to pasture, but I'm, I'm gonna have to because it is it is just. It's seen its days. It's seen its days. It, it, give it, it to Lincoln. <laughs> I've worn it out, but it's, it was so fantastic. Um, and I would like we've we've told people about the John Carp. I mean, it's one of what it's they don't why believe us about it though. That's the whole thing. Like though, exactly. we we can tell them as much as we want, but they don't believe us. And it's just oh. like you have to experience it to understand. Yeah, when uh, the Bruising and Bruises came around, I was like, you need to talk about John Carpenter. That was that was my my comment. You can tell a big trouble trying. I I I know she will eventually, but like that's a, that's going to be a podcast that I think we're going to be a part of. I would I would love to be a part of that. Hold on, not to cut you off. We were talking about new bands earlier. Yes, a new, a new band you guys should probably listen to is called Ice Nine Kills. I love them. Great band. Oh, Ice oh. Nine. Okay. Their last their last album is all horror movies. Yep. Seriously? Yeah. Seriously. So um, my favorite song by them is Enjoy Your Slay. It's fucking, it's about The Shining. And the music yeah. video is all about The Shining. Oh my God. I have to After we watch like, it, it's so No, Trav, no cool. joke. Like, Be- like what Beast telling you, they have songs based on different movies. Like there's a Friday the 13th song. There's an It yeah. song. It, it just keeps going. Yeah. And it's awesome. Like, Ice, it's legitimately Ice, awesome. Nine kills? Ice, Ice nine, nine kills. Nine kills. The okay. best song, in my opinion, is "Enjoy Your Sleigh." The video is one hundred percent "The Shining." Okay. It's fucking awesome. I think I think I added them to my, like my iTunes wish list. Okay, like all their albums. Okay. You were gonna love it. I, honestly, after you watch it, send us a text message because I want to hear your see your opinion on it. It's You're so gonna be all about it. Yeah. Wait, wait, what's the name of the song? "Enjoy Your Sleigh." I'll do that as soon as this podcast is over, and then I'll text you back. Yeah, I got a whole list of things I got to listen to after this. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I mean, yeah, I have to I have to re up on my pirate metal and definitely dive in. Pirate metal. I got a uh, Ninja Turtles. I got well, the, the, metal. Yeah, I, I the pirate metal. I think it, it's it's just fun and goofy and it's it's, it's just weird and it's awesome. Um, well, Jimmy's gone. I figured out my num- my number three best concert. Okay, hit me with it. And I'm almost mad that I didn't think of it before. But it was fucking <laughs> Billy Joel on New Year's Eve. Fucking Billy Joel on New Year's Eve was amazing. There you go. He played every fucking song you wanted to play. But then, like, at midnight, as soon as midnight hit, I guess whatever channel, I don't know, Fox, NBC, whatever, they cut to Billy Joel at the concert. Oh, shit. So he's like, we got a minute or two before they cut to us at the concert. He's like, I don't know what to play right now, so I'm just going to bang on the keys for a little while. And he just started playing the piano and played ran a random song that not even one of his just like just fucking an awesome guy who knows how to fucking play piano and can just do that and it, that to me that part was the coolest part it's like yeah i love billy joy every fucking song is great to see him just like oh yeah i'm just gonna hang out for two minutes and just play piano while we kill time and just play piano was fucking beautiful and it's like oh shit we're yes. live here comes uh <laughs> piano man and he just fucking 
played perfectly. I, I got a chance to see him at the Garden like that, two that. years ago. Yeah, Blue Jays fantastic. No, no, it was it was a great show. It was a really good show. Uh, the guy from the band Big Shot was like his new guitar player slash backup vocalist. Big Shot being like the Billy Joel Long Island major cover band okay. was he, that guy. Uh, I forget his name. He was in now in Billy Joel's regular band. I unfortunately uh, was in the bathroom through his cover of Bohemian Rhapsody. Wow, what a shame. It was still a really good show. Stephanie had a really good time, which is why I really wanted her to go and see Elton John because I had a better time during Elton John than I did during uh, Billy Joel. I'll I'll explain that in a minute. Yeah, fictional characters. (laughs) But really, though, you liked Elton John better than Billy Joel? That that sounds amazing. What I was going to bring up was Billy Joel and Elton John had a concert together. Yes, they did. Tilapia was there. That was that that was an insane show. Yeah, you were there. It's it's in my top five, not in my top three, but Billy Joel and John was that. I mean, the combination was just freaking. I mean, yeah, it was a perfect show. You get both of the best of both worlds. Yeah, I mean, at a certain they they came together and and play like the hits together. Oh yeah. No, like and like B. I I will stress this. Just Elton John's show overall just was like, I mean, I was with my dad. Yeah. But it was just a better, like, to me, it was a like just a more fluent show, I guess would be the best way to put it, or fluid, if you would. Do you like Elton John better, or do you like Billy Joel better? I like Elton John better in general. Like, I, I love his songs better. I don't know. Um, I that's only because Tilapia has ruined Billy Joel for me for life. Well, I mean, yeah, sure, we all have our reason, but I mean... But if you like, like Elton John better, you're gonna like Elton John's concert better. Uh, well, right. well, that's what it came down to at the end of right. the day. He he just he played more of the songs that I wanted to hear. Gotcha. Billy Joel played songs I wanted to hear. He played all his hits, but like there was other songs that like he didn't need to play, but fans voted him to play. And I was like, why are you voting for this song? Yeah. Kind of a thing. Like vote for the other song because I, I don't want to hear this song. I agree. I, I do that every when I see Metallica and I do the, the fan votes. I'm like, you, you guys are assholes. But yeah, the other ones, much. they never fucking play. Well, like, yeah. which, which I was hoping for yesterday when uh, hopefully we had everyone on. We, me and B, um, have definitely rocked out to Billy Joel on main vacation at Frank's house. Yes. And I was, I was oh, like, definitely. One of the questions I was going to ask was like the Billy Joel songs of like the underrated or the, the hidden gem. Not the hidden gem. Like the, the top Billy Joel kind of kind of songs that were like when you're rocking out drunk to dancing around his kitchen because we've done that we've done that yes four yeah. hours of the night like what 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 I mean Jimmy ran away because he heard Billy Joel and he's like I'm not I deal with Elton John not Billy Joel um, I'm back he's back and I'm like one of my favorite Billy Joel songs I mean to this day will be Don Easter Alexa he just he that's just, a fantastic song amazing song it will be Hung, uh, Hangover Part Two. Or three. Yeah, I don't care. Just, no, Hangover Two is Allentown. But yeah, Down Easter Lecture for, for some reason I don't know what is it about that song. Oh, was, yeah, was I'm a big fan of The Stranger. Wait, how about when we did the the longest time? We all had our own part. Like, we, yeah, like that's how nerdy we are with music. Harry, karaoke version of the longest time, where we all had the highs, the lows, and the music. Yeah, 
Someone had the low, someone had the hot. I'm like, but we didn't discuss it beforehand. We just started. It was, it was just one of those things. I'm like, someone, someone sang the Everyone song. knows their niche. Yeah, but, we know, we know, we know each other so well. It's like, we're gonna start singing this song. All right, you're gonna do that part. I'm gonna do this part, obviously. And we just and like it. it got to the point where we didn't need a karaoke machine to do it. We've done it. Well, we did it a cappella style. Because <laughs> well, that's how the song is initially song. done. We right, did, but it's just we're like, drunk idiots doing it like yeah, yeah, yeah. but like we, i know i know the version you're talking about we've done this just on cue on spot there's four or five of us and there's just the longest like, it's the longest. There's, there's, there's a beat goes and it's like dun, dun. someone does the beat just does the hum in the background and just and it just goes in it's like, and, and it's like it's, someone picks it up and then someone else picks it up and it's like the highs and then lows yeah. it just go it's like we don't stop and it just goes it's just, is is the weirdest drunken perfect harmony you've ever it's heard fucking weird because it always worked like Johnny Maneri would always do the fucking crazy high version yeah yeah he like because he can hit it. Just, well, no one else could even try. He was like, "Oh yeah, Johnny's got that." No part. one's like, "He has the highs." <laughs> the matter, like he, someone singing the song, but there's a high note where yeah. John Maneri would just hit yeah. it. Just so, <laughs> in in perfect sync. It was the weirdest thing that we've never rehearsed, ever planned it, ever. We can. Tilapia did a thing at the Dark Horse by us where he would start playing Disney songs on the uh, the jukebox. And of course, one of the ones that was played was Gaston. Gaston's a fantastic fucking song. Uh, I agree with you. But if Gaston's being played, yours truly has to, you know, take up the part of Gaston. <laughs> I don't see why not. Uh, exactly. And I, you just have to do it. And it was just one of those things where it was funny at the time because all the girls in the bar would be like, who did this? Who's playing this song? And then there's Tilapia going, it was me. <laughs> and I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> yes, Jimmy is turning into Gaston, although his favorite is Ariel, but we're not going to get into that debate. No, my favorite is not Ariel, but we won't go into that at all. <laughs> you should go in. Why? Well, Ariel is my favorite, without a doubt. Wait, wait, you really? Changed. Favorite Disney princess. Favorite Disney princess and why? Real quick. Real quick? I thought yours Ooh. was Ariel. No, it was not. No. Because like I was never I was never big on like Little Mermaid and stuff like that. Uh, my my movies were always like Robin Hood, Sword in the Stone. Like, as far as like Animal Fetish is what you're into. Besides the point. I know my but no, I got really into um at the time when it came out was Brave. Okay, yeah. Really? The redhead? Really? Yeah, of course. <laughs> why That's why I, why listen, I'm, in, I'm into the aerial, beautiful, sexy redhead, and she loses her voice in the middle of the movie. It's perfect. Really? <laughs> <laughs> She can't talk. You just hang out. <laughs> He's like, I'll just get her drunk. It's okay. <laughs> that just solidified it right there. And then. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I will, I will fight. You know, be. I mean, I. Oh, man. That's a hard. That's a hard logic to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fight it because Jasmine is my favorite. I don't care. 
Jasmine. Yeah, yes, yes. Princess Jasmine. The princess will marry you. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm a princess. But you're so old. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just pushing. I, I'm a Jasmine fan forever. It's never going to change. Aladdin. Aladdin. Aladdin is the greatest movie ever made created. Aladdin is a great movie. No you way. Gotta, you got to justify your choice of princess. Because no. I did not talk about the Little Mermaid movie. I justified my choice of princess. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah I don't care. Uh, Jasmine so, does not care where you come from as long as you're charming and debonair. So it's, it's fine. Travis likes his girls brown and with curry. <laughs> he doesn't care where you come from. You could be a thief. As long as you're charming enough to win her over, you're good to go. Yeah, because she's an idiot. She rules the land and doesn't even know how the rules work. She steals well, she's an one apple step for the kid. And, and they're like, what? oh, shit, we're going to chop your hand off, Jasmine. And she's like, oh, what, these are the rules that my country follows? You married into money. One step ahead of the breadline. <laughs> you don't have to rule the world. Good to go. And he has a magic game. So it's fine. Listen, all right. You could be fans of the, Grace Ma- the great mouse detective and go, Toby. <laughs> But that, that, that leaves us. I mean, B has stated his claim. I've stated mine. We're, we're, I mean, Jim, I mean, name, name your princess. Name my princess. That's a tough, that, that's so tough. No, it's not tough. It was, it was pretty. It easy. really is tough because, like, if, <laughs> if you're asking me, if you're asking me if I was a kid, no. my princess would probably would have been Belle. <sighs> but, like, if you ask me now, my princess is more so uh, Merida from Brave. Give me the Scottish, uh, little Scottish girl. Travis you. Yeah. Travis, you know what I think this is? Yeah. He's the only one with a with a girlfriend in earshot of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, that is that is that is the correct choice. You <laughs> <laughs> cannot say what he really wants to say. <laughs> God damn! If my wife heard what I just said, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> no, my wife is in earshot, and I don't give two shits of shit. It goes. <laughs> That's because you're married. <laughs> <laughs> was me. I was, Jasmine is always Jasmine. It's, it's gonna be. But no, like I, I can say, like I don't really care for Sleeping Beauty. Cinderella was never a favorite of mine. That's always Ariel a favorite of my mother's. Ariel um, is, is, is a terrible mermaid person. I mean, I, I would, I would have to definitely say like it's between movie. Belle and Merida. Merida is the only one that is self. I mean, she's self-sufficient. I would say that she's a warrior. She looked like too much of a kid, though. I know, but like, if you saw her in Ralph Breaks the Internet, she she has aged at this oh, point. Just, that, that's weirdo. Yeah, she is. She oh, is yeah, now yeah. definitely close we to. I want to edit this part out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, I've got, I've I've gotten to into, into debates and wars basically over Ariel over. Mar- yeah, I I always figured Travs was was uh, Princess Tiger Lily. <laughs> <laughs> And he was always asking what makes the red man win. <laughs> oh, you know. No. <laughs> what makes the red man red? <laughs> I mean, Apparently I that has been taken off Disney Plus, by the way. Yeah. That is no longer on the kids section. It's in the adult section now? Yes, that and Dumbo because Dumbo. of uh, pink elephants. But um, B, I, I do I do have to say your reasoning for Ariel has to be the most mundane. Um, no, it, it's <laughs> out, of, out of all the things, it's been the most and or original reasoning I've heard in 
It's probably yes. the most misogynist. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I said it as a joke. Yes, it is. Yes. My so, wife yes, is a redhead. That's why I said it. She doesn't speak. Yeah, <laughs> a redhead who doesn't speak. It's perfect. Yeah, I actually believe it or not, I've never heard anyone actually defend the fact that she doesn't speak for a while as a reasoning why she's here because she does get her voice back. I know that's that's the part I don't like. <laughs> oh, Stephanie wants to point out that she agrees with B a hundred percent about Ariel. That would be her choice of Disney princess. <laughs> there we go. Well, she doesn't count. Is her is her reasoning? Apparently, you don't count. Well? Oh okay. She's having a good laugh, but she agrees with B. See, <laughs> I, I, she... knew I, I knew I liked her already. <laughs> All right, I want I want to put that in your speech. My speech. That's fine. <laughs> I'm going to call you out. Listen, right. It's not my fault that no one is especially good at spectorating. <laughs> like, at stop. <laughs> I'm especially good at spectorating. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, let's, let's, let's finish this thing because let's go sidetrack with this whole Disney thing. All the, all the concerts. Yeah, I finished my three. I know, but you we, finished- we didn't go into worst yet, though. We didn't go into yeah, the worst yeah. concerts. Yeah, Jim, did you finish? I did. I did. Um, I did my three. Okay, so not I, five. Yeah, no, not five. So I'm, I'm gonna do my my top three. I think. And then let's go into worst and wrap it up. I know. It, it, How I, dare you speak unkindly about Ariel? <laughs> I will always think con- unkindly about Ariel. Jasmine forever. Um, you can speak kindly about Jasmine. You cannot speak unkindly about Ariel. That's that's where I draw the line. Mm. <laughs> you cannot uh, go against my arguments. <laughs> you can say pro Jasmine. You can't say anti Ariel. Her actions speak otherwise, though. I'm just I'm going to say Action. That's another debate. We're 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 going to another debate later. We're gonna bring this up again because this is this is, fun, this is the fun one that I think we're we're uh, we're gonna have a lot of a lot of fun with later on. So let me get in my my, my top three. Let's <laughs> end this music. Yeah, wait a wrap. Finish it, it off. Finish it off. Finish it off. <laughs> um, once and for all. So top three for me. Yes, hard, hard, hard. Definitely hard to argue against. Um, the big four. Yeah. I think that. Um, I'm a huge Metallica fan. So there's, there's, I mean, I could list all the metallic countries that I've been to. I think the big four definitely was a huge. It was a step in the right direction. It was something right direction. It was, because it was a, it was a whole Metallica concert with three opening bands you would have paid to see anyway. You would see anyway. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was magic and mayhem and glorious chaos all rolled into one. So it's very hard to beat the big four. That will always top my my number one list of best concerts that I've ever been to. Regardless of all the different metallic concerts, the Warp Tours, Ozfest, um, things that the things that I've seen. Number in, in number two, number two, I'm gonna I'm gonna put at for right now. It, it changes. It always changes. But right now, I'm gonna two as Foo Fighters because um, we it was before when I went to the Prudential Center. It was just them for four hours straight, and I've never seen that done um, ever. And that was that was especially with them as, as a big band. I expected an opening opening act, and it was not. It was just them four hours straight. And as I mentioned before, they opened up. I hope you don't have work tomorrow. We're gonna fuck your face. 
So right there and then, that just wins it over. I mean, I was a big Foo Fighter fan, and they played everything that you wanted to play, different versions. It was four hours of great music and, and just an amazing show. Number three, I'm going to have to say the, 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 the one and only Tom Petty show that I was able to see because I'm a huge Tom Petty fan. I was been, I'm in the, the Tom Petty show at the Garden that we did allude to earlier, the whole down the escalator, a golden girl, bonanza. So, so where would the Carpenter concert land? It doesn't that's, even make top 10. That's, that's, that's five. Okay. Number If I had a top five, that's number five. Number four is Andrea Bocelli. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Uh, I saw, back in the day, Andrea Bocelli at the Garden. Andrea Bocelli. Yes. There was one I was not expecting to hear. Yeah, that, that was that was the yeah. repertoire. <laughs> That's the fun one that I was gonna I was gonna bring up. I was not expecting. And who did you go with to this concert? This was back in the day when I was dating Marcy. Oh, uh, how did I know um, Marcy was so involved in this? Her her mom was a big. This is number three. F- uh, four. four. Okay. This is four. So. John Carpenter's 5B. John Carpenter's 5. Perfect, okay. Bocelli, it, it, it definitely arranges because I think Bocelli was, is the, the oddball of every concert that I've ever seen just because it's what Bocelli is. That show was just so different and encapsulating and captivating that it was just like, this is not in the norm of what I normally go and see. So right. I, I'm giving it the respect that he deserves, especially, you know, and, and the, the way he performs, the people that came on, the people that sang with him, the, the, the musicality of it all. It was, it was so different from, from all the shows, the metal, the rock, the pop, the whatever, whatever else that I've seen. I'm like, that's something of note and that should be noted. I'm like, this man deserves all the fame that he gets and I'm like it's, it's, it's not a thing and I'm like I, I saw him I saw him live and I'm like his the power of his voice just just cuts through you and I'm like yeah he's singing in Italian I have no idea what's going on but I have no I know none of these songs but I'm like it's just one of those things like all right that man can sing just gotta respect the talent it's respect it's respecting the talent it's one of those things like you know what I'm gonna give you credit where credit's due I'm like I know nothing. I know one one bloody song of, of the entire repertoire and it's the most famous song ever. And that's the only one that I knew and I wasn't waiting for it. And he sang it at the, at the end. But it's like, everything else was like, eh, whatever. It was, it, it was cool. It was great. It was impactful. It's like, oh shit, that's Andrea Bocelli. That's, that, that's that dude. That's There's a reason why these tickets are that are that expensive, and why the garden's selling out for a man singing the way he's singing. I mean, you just, you, just, you get it. I mean, right. and so I always I would always put him in the top five, just because it's the most weird, not weird. It's is 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 respect where respect is due. The dude can sing by hands down. The dude can sing, so he I think he de- I think he deserves just he deserves the credit. And I was I was glad to see him perform. It was cool. But let me ask you: Would you ever, your home on a for Saturday night? Would you put an Andrea Patelli CD on? Probably never. 
No, he wouldn't. No, the, no. the fact that you went to that concert, the fact that I went, there, how, much, how great he able to experience is. something new, right, was impactful. I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it that. If, if when I'm when I'm cooking a crazy Italian meal, I'm not putting on, you know, filling, drinking wine. I'm not doing that. Right. I'm fucking. I'm putting on petty. <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> you know, like I'm 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 getting to my good vibes and just you know just going through my emotions. But well, my my question kind of was like. After you experienced how how great that concert was, would you ever listen to it at home? Or no, that's the concert. I no, have that memory. Would, would, I'll never. Would I go and go see it again? Yes. Not go see it again. I'm not because the concert's one thing, but like, would you ever listen to it at home? Like, I don't know. I'm um, just hanging out. Maybe I'll throw on one song just to remind me of that. How great that concert yeah, experience. I would. I actually would. Um, and that's, that's intense. Have, if, like oh, in the mood, I'm like, it, like, does it have nards? I'm like, <laughs> to me, that's enough, man. Because like, there's a few concerts I've been to that I was dragged to, to be honest. And then when I was there, I was like, wow, honestly, this is not bad. Like, I'll, my wife dragged me to see Def Leppard. I'm not a huge Def Leppard fan, but when we were there, I had a fucking great time. They played great. I want to see them actually. They were actually cool. But when I'm home alone, I'm not gonna fucking put on Def Leppard when I want to hear music, you know, like that no, concert you're gonna put on Murphy's because you're I a man. Had a great time. It was an amazing show. But, if, like, yeah. but it's not enough to make me go, well, now I want to hear them on my own. Now we, we haven't even gone to our worst concerts yet. So we're doing the worst. We're doing the worst. We're doing the worst. We're doing the worst right now. Um B, you said it was easier for you to do your 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 three worst. So let's hit you with it now. All right. So um System of a Down is one of my favorite bands. I may mean, not. Uh, and that was your have, worst? Like, they only have two or three albums, but when I saw them two years ago, they were awful. I know. No. Maybe they had a be- it was the first time I saw them. I was so excited to see That's them. So oh my God. I'm maybe dying to see them. Maybe they just didn't have it that night, but it was terrible. They just, no. they were not good. I'm like, this is terrible news. We almost wanted to leave. I feel like Prince John. This is terrible. <laughs> so it was uh, System of a Down, and right before them was uh, Papa Roach, actually. Oh, that's even terrible. And even Papa more Roach, terrible. Papa no, Roach, Roach was on fucking, the show. Papa Roach is fucking great, actually. They were awesome. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, now System of a Down is going to blow them out of the way. It was like, oh, no. Like, We wanted to leave, actually, midway through. System of a Down just... And I oh, love wow. the band. I love their songs, but... I guess they just didn't have it that night because I was not into it. Yeah. Did you stay through the whole set? I stayed because I don't leave early. If I paid money, I'm staying. That's fair. Man thing. All right, system of down. Hit me. All right, number two. Not indicative of the band, but we went to see Corn, and they were fucking good. I mean, they played a great fucking set, but there was two people behind us who just decided. We're going to talk throughout the whole fucking concert. Oh, that's terrible. And about nothing in particular, they were like, she was like, oh, yeah, I got my, I got my uh, oil changed yesterday. And the guy was like, oh, really? How much did that cost? Oh, it cost about, I'm like, what the fuck? Corn is on stage. Why are you talking about your oil change? I mean, corn, and honestly, corn was great. They did a great show. I cannot say corn was the reason I hate this concert. But the two people behind it, I swear to God, I wanted, I wanted to just turn around Punch them in the face. and strangle them. Like, yeah. why are you talking about your oil change when we're at a concert? 
you're, you're, it's like going to a Broadway show and talking through the whole fucking thing. You're paying all this yeah. money. And, and they were the headliner. They were the, they were the big one of the day. I was like, what why the fuck are you talking? What are you doing, for fuck's sake? And uh, my third least favorite concert would probably be Disturbed. Now, I like Disturbed. They have a lot of fucking heavy, yeah. strong music. But their last album was very... They Weak. tried to get... They tried to get melodic with it. Ugh. And when we saw them, they were playing the new stuff. So, like, they played, like, there was, like, a half hour or 30, 45 minutes where they just played the melodic stuff of Disturbed. It's like, no, yeah. dude, you want to fucking hear, uh, you know, Down With The Sickness. You want to hear the heavy shit. You want to, ooh, wah, ah, ah, yeah, ah. want to go crazy. Like, you want to just scream and get loud. And it was that it was another one at uh, Sonic Temple, Rock on the Range. It's like this is not the time to experiment with the fucking sounds of silence. We want to fucking get crazy yeah. and jump oh, around. Oh, the sounds of silence is is a great cover. It's a good cover. It is. They did a great job with it, but it's a great you cover. You got a you got a stadium full of people ready to jump. You don't want to hear sounds of silence. Yeah, you, like, you want to melt people's faces. You want to get people to jump. So yeah, those would be my. Yeah, and honestly, I can probably need more concerts sure. where they those, were. Are, those are the most me memorable, disappointing. Yes. Okay. And honestly, a lot of them weren't the bands. Like the System of a Down was totally the band. <laughs> but uh, like Corn and Disturbed, like if Corn, if that bitch behind us shut the fuck up, they would have been a great concert. <laughs> and uh, uh, Disturbed, if they played more of the hits, they would have been fucking amazing. But that's fair. That's actually reasonable. Reasonable. All right, Jim. Three right. disappointing performances. All right, so the first is going to be Eric Clapton. I saw him at the Garden, and I was really excited to see him. I took off from work, and he played, like, this entire acoustic set, and he didn't play, like, any of his hits. Like, he started off with, like, a, like two hits, played not – I literally fell asleep because it was just so boring. He played an entire acoustic set and then finished – with a couple more hits. And I was like, this is terrible. Like I was so bored out of my mind that I fell asleep on an Eric Clapton concert. That sounds terrible. That's fucking terrible. Yeah. And I, 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 I really enjoy Eric Clapton. And it was just the fact that like, he didn't play any of his like major, major hits until like the last two songs and the first two songs. So it was like the whole middle was just crap. Right. Like he played the acoustic version of Layla and I'm like, dude, come on. Like everyone knows Layla. Layla doesn't need to be acoustic. Play it the right way. You know, play some of your cream hits, play your other hits. And he just was, you know, he was pushing whatever album he was pushing at the time, which I think was Riding with Mr. Excuse me, Riding Riding with Mr. King. And I'm like, dude, no, it's not happening. The other two are reserved for Motley Crew. Wow. Both. Both are reserved. Molly Crew. You know what, Jimmy? You, now that you mention it, yeah, they fucking sucked when I saw them. Terrible. Too. Go wow. ahead. Your moment. Go ahead. No, for real, terrible. So the first time I saw them, they opened for Kiss. Kiss was phenomenal. I will never say Kiss put on a bad show, but for whatever reason, Motley Crew just sucks live. And like they opened for Kiss, and I just was unimpressed. And I was like, all right, you know, maybe it was a bad show. So I saw them again. Alice Cooper opened. I only paid $30 for the ticket. And I was at Jones Beach. I was up top. 
you could see everything. So like, if I just saw Alice Cooper and left, I was totally happy with it. Yes. Which is more or less what happened. So I saw Alice Cooper. Great show. Molly Crew comes on. Same shit. They were terrible. Absolutely like gobshite. Uh, I, I, that's the best way I could put it. It, it is literally gobshite. They were so bad. Like I was joking around with my buddy and I was like, we can sing this better than they can. And and like we left mid set and like went to a diner, got burgers and then went home. We were home by 12 o'clock and I'm like, that's terrible. Yeah. But like they were so bad that we left mid show. I saw the same show as Alice Cooper and uh, uh, it was the farewell tour. Yeah, and uh, fucking Alice Cooper was fucking amazing, and his guitarist Nita Strauss is a fucking phenomenal. I love and her. and sexy and amazing. She was great. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Tommy Lee was good though on the drums. Like he did his fucking roller. I left during the drum solo. B. Like I was just like I was so bored at that point. I was just like I can't. Honestly, Vince Neil just can't sing anymore. He can't. No, he's terrible. And he then didn't Mick- know, when we saw them, he didn't even know the words. No, that was the thing. And he doesn't. And he just kind of fakes his way through it. Yeah. And I was just, I was just so like, I'm I'm done. Like I'm out. Like, you know, Cooper was great. I've seen Motley Crue before. And my buddies that were with me were just kind of like, dude, let's get the hell out of here. And I'm like, I'm for it. Let's go. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned it because that was the that was gonna be another one of my ones that i hated but i, I just and, I, and I hate saying that because like <laughs> the, the guy i went with saw them beforehand and he saw them when some 41 opened for them so this must have been like 2008 2009 and he goes they were phenomenal it was a great show and i'm like really and he was like yeah and I'm like the two the two times he saw it with me he goes they were terrible and i was like okay so he goes yeah he goes i was lucky enough to see them when they were good yeah when they cared yeah and like he he was fortunate enough to see Stone Temple Pilots with Scott Weiland. I was not like I, that's a concert that I'm really like upset that I missed. That was a that was a bucket lister as as well as like Van Halen. But like I didn't want to see Van Halen with Wolfgang on bass. I wanted to see Michael Anthony on bass. Sure. So like I chose not to go. You know, regrettably so, because that could have been a really good show. But because I'm biased. I, I, lo- I lost it. Yeah. I got to have your principles, though. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Listen, I only have two. I don't see as many shows as you guys do. There, there's two very disappointing performances. Uh, one is, is a bullshit performance that we already spoke about. Um, that was the Volbeat performance. That was just god-awful. All right, but yeah, but we didn't go see Volbeat. We went to see... No, we went to... Volbeat. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, that wasn't, like, the headliner you no, went to see, though. Volbeat. The one, the one was that I can clearly remember that was like this is the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. Was Aerosmith? Really? Oh, no, I wanted to see them too. The Aerosmith Kiss tour at Jones Beach. Kiss put on an amazing fucking show, and Aerosmith came on. They showed up thirty minutes late there to perform. It was during, I guess, their blues album or whatever. They just played some bullshit. They didn't play the good songs. We played three and then they left. They played three songs and left. It, it was it was like they, they played all all the shit from their new album. They were coming out in this blues album or whatever. They didn't play basically they did not play anything. Uh, their no hits. hits. 
That would have pissed me very, the fuck off. Very, very few hits to the point where I'm like, this is Aerosmith. They have a bazillion and nine hits. It was like, why is Kiss outshining fucking Aerosmith? Yeah. Well, it's like we say about Metallica, though. Like, we were mad. We were making fun of people who don't buy the albums and only know the hits. But that's what you should play. When you're at a concert, you should fucking play yeah. the hits. You should play the hits. So you're going you're gonna to get a guy like me who's a fucking diehard fan, loves every song, is going to enjoy it. But you got to also understand there's people who only know the hits, and that's the reason they're there. So they need to hear what they want to hear, too. Yeah. You can't just fucking play your blues yeah. album like that's yeah. not gonna fucking work. The only thing about Tom Petty when he was still making records, whereas yeah, he played all hits. He played usually about three or four songs from whatever album he was about yeah. to. Yeah, and that's it was and about that's three because usually three fair. quarters of it was hits. That was it, and they just played the songs that everyone wanted to hear. And that's and that's fair. I mean, even I mean, even Metallica does that. They, even they're, when they're doing the concert for the new album, they play three songs of the yeah. new album. I'm like, hey, play the songs you want to hear. Everyone suffers through it, and then everyone just wants to hear the glory shit. But Aerosmith, for some reason, whatever they did, they decided just to play this blues album kind of shit. And I'm like, that that would have pissed me off if I paid like $140 to see fucking Aerosmith. Yeah, and they played the blues album. Like me, my buddy, we're waiting. I'm like, where's where's you know like. Where's fucking Dream On? Where's uh? I got we we got each. I can't. I really can't remember what hits they played. All I remember is the the late performance and just the blue shit that just tarnished the entire show, and the fact that Kiss just would put on an amazing show. And I'm not a big. I know. I don't know what two, maybe three tops Kiss songs. I don't. It's terrible. This is phenomenal. And I'm like. I don't even give a shit. They put on a fucking show, and it was like, this is the greatest thing ever. I don't, I don't know any of these fucking songs, but I'm like, Gene Simmons is rocking out. The other guys are rocking out. They're, they're just doing shit. Things are going off, and I'm like, they're rocking out. And I'm like, that's, that's that sucks to hear because Aerosmith was probably one of my bucket list bands that I wanted to see, but they're not gonna play the songs you want. Like that's the thing. I'm like, are they like if they if they go around again? I'm like, are they gonna? Do I go see them? Maybe they'll just they realize. Let me just play my hits. Like I don't know because they. I want to see. I want to see them. I want to see them too, but I mean, they got to play the good like, stuff. Though. That's the thing, though. <laughs> I like, agree. I will. I will give them a second chance. They're not going to put out. There's odds are they're not going to put out a sec, another album. <laughs> they're yeah, right. They're going to do a great assist. No, but like they were, they were yeah, touring last year, people, and I'm going to go and see them just because I want to hear the shit that I should have heard years ago. Dude, but I, like, but like that was the thing though. Uh, they were we touring with Extreme. Yeah, Jimmy, good. No, I'm saying like they they were at Fenway and they were touring with Extreme, and I was like, that's a good concert. Like, I wish they were you know playing that closer, but like, if the price was right, it's definitely worth the weekend trip. That's how. Yeah, like, but they also got they they better play the songs you want to hear. Yeah. Like, if, but like, but like, I would just be happy to see Extreme. Concert. But if you see the concert Travis saw, you're probably not going to be like, oh, that was a good trip. No, I agree with you, but like, Extreme is just Extreme. Like as as much as a Bill and Ted fan that I am, just to be able to hear like play with me or like or any of their hits is cool. Yeah. But like I would rather hear them at Jones Beach than I would at Fenway. Right. Yeah. It's not worth it's not worth the six hour drive. Exactly. It was it was that that concert, that 
puts a extreme sour taste in my mouth. Uh, is is probably one of the worst. I mean, yeah, I sat through it was fine, but I'm like, you whatever. And I'm like, God, fuck, it's Aerosmith. Gonna rock out to Aerosmith, and I was like, this is a big fucking dud. And I'm like, I've heard nothing but terrible things about Aerosmith live. Nothing like, but terrible things. Everyone just on Kiss, and I'm like, Kiss was on a great fucking show, and I'm like, I don't get it. I'm like, why are you pissing on that's, Kiss? But that, that's the thing, though. Like, I can say from experience, though, Kiss puts on a good show. And I've heard nothing but terrible things about Aerosmith putting on a good show. Like everyone says, like, if you go see Aerosmith, just prepare for disappointment because Steven Tyler just is terrible live. And like instrumental wise is okay. But like, he just kills every song that he sings to the point where you just want to leave. See, that sucks to hear, man. Cause that's one of the bands I wanted to see. Like, I agree. Kind of a band, but. I've been yeah, wanting to do. see them for years. Like I've been wanting to see them right. you know, since I was like at least ten. Was, and like yeah, I, I, I bought Toys in the Attic on a whim. He's changed, but I'm like, I mean, as years go by, obviously is is I don't know. I don't know. But it is that was. It will always be literally the worst. Dude, that's that, that's, that, that's any how you felt like, during Aerosmith is how I felt during Clapton. Just... But that's the thing with a concert, though. Like, you should be able to go to a concert and see a band. All right, maybe you, you gotta like the music style. But if they put on a good show, you're gonna fucking enjoy it. Which is yeah. why I kind of like going to like Sonic Temple, Rock and the Rain. Yeah, I have no see bands. I wouldn't probably put even know. I'm like, oh, oh shit, that fucking band's good. I'd better go home and Google them and try to learn it. It really fucking sucks when it's a band fucking like Aerosmith where you re- or Motley Crue where you really fucking love, and then I'm like, yeah, they fucking suck. Fucking performance. I I will always hand exactly. I will always hands down go to a show where I don't know a, a single word of a song. If they put That's on, fine. A, yeah, if they're gonna put on a great show, that will get me to listen to every song they ever play. I will look up the song list of that performance and learn every word of that goddamn song list. And just be a fan for life. Yeah, there's so many bands where I just went to a show and like, I don't even, I know maybe one song and now, oh, now I'm a fan for life. And I, was, I may never see them again, but yeah, but, but, they but, fucking but, blew me away. The perfect example, Lacuna Coil. Lacuna Coil, exactly. Two songs, maybe one or two songs of Lacuna Coil. Well, the time we saw them. We sh- oh, the time me and you saw them. Yeah. See, I saw them before. They opened up for Slipknot the first time I saw them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, now I'm in love with this woman. This is my future wife whenever my yeah. my current wife decides to leave me. But yeah. <laughs> yeah See, when I saw Slipknot, I think I saw them with Corn. I want to say. It might have been Stone Sour with Corn, And then I saw Slipknot with somebody else. They all kind of mixed together. Stone Sour and Slipknot kind of blend. Stone Sour is phenomenal. Corn yeah, was yeah. also phenomenal. Yeah. It was like Lacuna Coil, though, I knew two songs because B brought me onto them. Like Lacuna Coil, we're opening for Lacuna Coil. And like, I probably made you listen to them. No, you <laughs> but Spellbound's phenomenal song. Spellbound's great. And they're, and they're still in, in like my iPhone, iTunes, whatever. So from, whatever it is, for some reason, it just cues up. Lacuna Coil comes on. And I'm like, it's like, three, like two or three songs. I can't remember what the, what the names are at this current point in time. But I'm like, going in to that concert, it was like, you need to listen to these two songs and you're hooked. Listen to them. I waited by an unbated breath for them to play. And they, they, they played it. And it was, 
As soon as they, they were good. They were good for being the fourth band on the sh- on the set list. Rocked out they and amazing, and it, it was great. I'm like, that lived up to the whatever you sent me, and it was like that's exactly what I wanted to hear, and that's what they performed, and it was like, and then some. So it was like, you know what? I'm cool. But was like, again, with that very concert, I wasn't a big Motorhead fan. Yes, I knew Lemmy. I knew somewhat of their songs. Motorhead came on. I was like, I'm screaming. I'm screaming hi like the rest of us, just being fucking knuckleheads. And it was and it was amazing. But the one definite that I went to go see was Aerosmith, and that just fucking pissed me off to no end. Yeah. These are the conversations we would have at a bar. So, but no, like, like, legitimately though, like, it, I mean, how I look at it is like, I mean, granted, if Danny was here, if Nick was here, Tilapia, whoever, Cicerone, Peroni, I mean, I mean, this is this is this is family, this is Thanksgiving dinner, <laughs> this is this is what it is. <laughs> yeah, this is so, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is the conversation when we're we're off air, we're hanging out, we're all together, we're doing our thing, we're getting drunk, and we call ourselves on the phone. This is what we're talking about. Right. We, this we, is the reason we thought, hey, maybe yeah. we should record these conversations. <laughs> the, the, the randomness of what we talk about is so ingenuous. It's, it's like, you know what? Eh, we should record. When we talk about the, the, the hot mic on a, on a beer fest where we just, me and B just scream for two hours on random things. Or, you know, the, the escalation of, of American Girl down Madison Square Garden. You know, you're not going to hear this. We love to tell these stories because it, it is near and dear to our hearts. But I'm like, we have these conversations all the time. And we want to relate to you how great our stories are. I and mean, you know us, you love us. We're, we're here to share. We're, actually, we're drinking a lot and, and it's fine. But this is what this podcast is about, Fuck. All right, so let's do let's do final thoughts because I have a lot of <laughs> to do later. Or do you? Because it's a, a two-part episode. Actually, the big picture of, of our topic we've definitely covered, and we cover. I mean, there's more we did not cover because I had the list of things that we were going to talk about, and we didn't hit it. It just we went on our own things. We hit the, mo- the notes that were big and important. But okay, that's good. That means we got. Topics for the next one. For the next one, it's true. Fine, uh, and we'll have more people at that point. We'll have uh, Beefus Maximus and uh, Cogburn Brewster. Yeah, um, but th- this was good. This was, it was, it was a much needed. The good, the bad, and the bad fistful of dollars. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. A few dollars more. <laughs> <laughs> <is> a few. <laughs> okay, repeat that one more time. So I might, I might have to say that for the the title of the episode. All right, go ahead, Jimmy. What am I talking about? <laughs> what did you do? Good, the bad, the the good, the bad, and the fistful of dollars. Say it so he can record it. Come on. All right, so you got you got the good, the bad, and the fistful of dollars for one episode, and then a few dollars more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have, you have plenty of content. Uh, so that's two mules for a few dollars more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Firefox and a few dollars more. <laughs> Dirty Harry and the few dollars more. <laughs> if you look. Um, 
Magnum Force and the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. <laughs> El Torino. Well, seriously, all I think about is um, Back to the Future 2 and fucking Biff is like, oh, he fucking wore this. Bulletproof vest. Fucking genius. But um, Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Oh, Mr. Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. How about a new hat? I can talk back to the future for for fucking years. There's so many fucking theories. That's a podcast in and of itself because I love Back to the Future. I literally was just about to bring that up. There was um, I was reading the the craziest fan theories that are actually plausible. Okay. And Back to the Future popped up, and I'm like, oh, but this is a good topic to talk about. uh, I got one on Back to the Future. I, I don't know if anyone's thought of it, but I thought of this shit. You know how in Back to the Future 2 and 3, Marty's like, don't fucking call me chicken? Yes. Yeah. The reason he made that change is because in Back to the Future 1, his dad finally fucking stood up to the bully. So now his dad raised his son differently. It's like, listen, you don't fucking take shit from bullies. You fucking stand up. So now Marty in Back to the Future 2 has the implanted memories of being not taking shit from bullies. So now he's like, hey, don't fucking call me chicken. I'll fucking fight anyone who wants to fucking fight. So mm. I think it fits. It fits. It fits. I like but that. It fits more so on, on Seamus's brother, Martin McFly, who was like, had a brother. <laughs> he got into a fight <laughs> yeah, and he fucking theory, died. <laughs> right. Well, that make, that's the reason why George is such a pussy. So the, the, the theory that I, that I was reading about was um, obviously Marty goes back. I think he's uh, back to the future. He's on the hoverboard. Yep. He actually dies and gets run over by Biff. Yeah. In two or three. Two. And in the tunnel, right? In the tunnel. So when Doc comes in and magically saves him, it's a so time remnant. Is he, he realizes he, that he dies. He goes back in time. That's right. when all of a sudden he just, Doc, all of a sudden just shows up. He knew the right time to be there because Marty died. Time to, to come and save his ass. And there's 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 a couple of times where just Doc all of a sudden just shows up. Yeah. Fucking Marty. That's because Marty died already. Yes. And he's, and he's fixing so, his timeline. So the theory is Marty dies several times, but Doc knows all this information in the future and comes back at certain times to save yeah. his ass to find. He knows right when Marty's about to die and saves him at the at yeah. The, yeah. I think that's a great. It's, it also fucking fits in the movie. It's fucking perfect. It fits. It fits. It's 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 so crazy that it's plausible. Yeah, it's so crazy that it just might work. <laughs> we're, 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 we will we will do a uh, conspiracy theory podcast on all our favorite movies soon enough. But let's do final thoughts so we can end this version of our musical podcast and just get drunk and do talk about shit later. If we're gonna do the conspiracy theories, though, one. We gotta know in ahead advance because I'm gonna have to write this shit down because I'm gonna yes. forget shit gotcha. and I want to make sure. And I we might it. have more people for that one. So just as soon as you think of it, just write it down. But for yeah. now, final thoughts, Becca Donuts, go for it. All right, so I'm going to say this: Dropkick Murphys and Metallica are two of the best bands of all time. Um, if you haven't had the chance to see John Carpenter, I highly recommend doing so. Because we had a great time. We did. Um, other than that, be safe, drink responsibly, and please, for the love of God, make sure your spouse 
is not within earshot of you talking about Disney princesses. <laughs> well said. Well said. Um, drunk B, Hemi, final thoughts. All right, number one, Metallica is still the greatest band ever. And any concert Arguably. is going to be in my top five. But the big four was great because I got to see my Metallica do a two and a half hour set and see three bands that were also bands I'd pay to see anyway, just as openers to Metallica, which is just insane in its own right. And finally, Ariel is the best uh, Disney princess. No, arguably. She is a sexy redhead who loses her voice and eventually gets legs. So you got everything. I'm going to fight you on that, but that's a different story and all together. We will we'll have a separate podcast for that. We will defend our our Disney princesses um, all together. But that should be a podcast, though. I think it, I think it'll work. That would that be that be a good. I think podcast. it would work actually. It would be good. Uh, but for my final thoughts, ladies and gentlemen, um, I am the drunk. I am the drunk. I am yes. I am drunk. I am. You are your drunkleberry. I am your drunkleberry. The one and only, the host with the most for this podcast. You know, I'm not gonna argue. Metallica is is phenomenal. And but Metallica fan always fantastic show. Dropkick Murphy's always fantastic show. The Great Lake, uh, the Great Late Chester in the field for Lincoln Park. Um, I, I'm a huge Lincoln Park fan, always will be. They always put on a great show. Um, unfortunately, um, they will never put on a great one ever again. But Lincoln Park was fantastic. Um, Tom Petty, may him, may he rest in pieces, the god of all mighty. There, there was, there was. I think no more influential person than Tom Petty in my life. Uh, that was thrust upon me via my brother and my friends. Most importantly, the drunken thumb <laughs> uh, that that put the Tom Petty into my head. And then once I fell in love, that was it. That was game on. And then, as we said, that concert at the Garden where we took over on the escalator ride down will live in infamy. Right there and then, I can't, I can't really emphasize how oh how greatly missed Tom Petty is in all our lives. We love Tom Petty. That is clear cut. Uh Aerosmith, uh, I hate you. Just because yeah, man, you suck so much. That is, it, you, suck, I, you suck. <laughs> you suck. You, you suck so much. I mean man, I, last last comments is you is usually goes on for a longer tangent. So I mean this just fits right in but fuck it. Fuck you Aerosmith. Kiss God bless you. I mean you put on a great show. You you saved us from Aerosmith you say that's her motley crew. I mean, you, you know how to put in a good show. So we can all agree. Kiss. Fantastic. All right. With, with that being said, hopefully you have um, learned a bit about music in this episode here and there. I know we, we've gone off on all of our different tangents uh, here and there. It's a two-parter. It's a two-parter. Um, but hopefully you, you, you learned, you've appreciated rock and metal as much as we do and give, give it a chance. I mean, there's, there's musicality and love into what these people put into, whether it's Pantera and Don Magdaro, whether it's um, Ailstorm um, and, and pirate metal, whether it's baby metal and teenage Japanese metal. Uh, it, there's Metallica, old school, just rock and fucking roll. I mean, there, there's musicality and love, everything that goes into it. And there's a reason why people love about it. And like, Listen to the words, listen to just the riffs, the, the guitar riffs, the drum solos, what's going on, the, the musicality of it all. Don't listen to the noise. There's a lot of noise that goes on. 
But if you find, if you tune in and you listen to actually what's going on, you'll appreciate the gloriousness of what us metalheads truly appreciate. Um, so on behalf of Jimmy Bag of Donuts, The Drunken Thumb, Bruce Cogburn, who couldn't make it, all about the texture, the Maximus Textures, who couldn't make it, um, Frankie the Boozer, who passed out yesterday, who couldn't make it, the Cicerone Peroni, who, who couldn't make it yesterday. Sugar Shane. Sugar, Sugar Shane. Shane O'Mac, who couldn't make it yesterday. Johnny Red, who couldn't make it yesterday. We are music lovers. Hope you love music. Hope you love metal. Hope you love rock. Hope you just love music. I mean... And beer. And beer. And food. And food. This, this, is what, this is what we are about. Beer, food, um, music, uh, life. Really? Let's, let's, <laughs> pretty much, are you a functioning human being? Are you a functioning human being? The three components of life. Beer, food, music. That's it. What else do you need? That's what life is. Hard <laughs> liquor. I watch your Whiskey Wednesdays, that, guys. That, that's, that's, that's another episode. That's another episode. But for all of us here at Foodies Never See Die, we very much thank you for listening to this epic Quint, quint episode. <laughs> I don't know how long this fucking thing's going on. It's like a double feature. Uh, a double feature. Science fiction Science picture fiction. show from the back row. Very <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to these episodes. Please, um, you can find us on Spotify, Anchor, uh, at, over your Apple Podcasts. PoolsNeverSay.com. Uh, PoolsNeverSay.com. You check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Check out Bruzik and Boozies uh, and the Drunken Thumb. Uh, Drunken, I mean, we're all we're all there uh, for your listening pleasure and your and your visual pleasure. We're just we're here to please you in all in all of its form. And uh, some ramen. And some ramen. That's right. <laughs> uh, so that's 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 for our podcast for another day. But again, for Foods Never to Die, thank you very much for tuning in, and until next time. For a fun-filled adventure of booze and mayhem, signing off. Have a good night, fellas.